All right. So I, I've been thinking about everything, obviously, a lot, as I do. <clears throat> I literally wrote this out and I'm, I, I'm not going to, unless I have to resort to the reading of it, I'm just going to take a stab at it. But I've been thinking about how uh, for, I, I've been trying to figure out what is like the ultimate end goal. Like I was going to get on here and I was at first uh, when I was thinking about this, but I kind of came up with my own answer and I want to run it by you. But I was going to ask you like, what's like, what's the ultimate end goal for you? Like, what are you trying to achieve? Like, what is, what is all of this energy work and spiritual practice about? Right. And the funny thing is, I know that <clears throat> you've a, a lot of time you talk to me about how if you think that there is a finite end to anything or like an I'll just get here and be OK, then you're kind of already screwed. Like you're yep. already on your way down. You know, Absolutely. That's how you describe it, right? Yep. Because everything's constantly changing. And so that's one of those things. I have to accept that, right? So given that everything is changing and always and always will be, and we're like, what's the purpose of the of the work? Like, how does that, what's the point of, of all of this? Besides just like making your life better or let's say, manifesting things that you want like saying like oh this is what i want i'm gonna manifest this thing it's kind of like well okay but within but this is also <clears throat> i think one of the things that is very let's say that that this work that you're teaching me how to do that i've been training with you to do for so long um it 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 is a spiritual practice in the sense that there is kind of, um, let's say like a mythological framework or like an archetypical framework within it, like sure. you're existing within a story, right? And right. I was thinking about it, like if, if if you're a yogi, you're aiming at this I ideal of enlightenment or a particular experience of unity, right? Um, and if you're a Christian and you're doing the Christian thing, it's like, okay, well, maybe you're, you want to embody Christ in your life as a model for how, how you live your life. Well, and, plus the end goal for Christianity is to get to heaven. Right, right. And insofar, and, but also like you, you, am I wrong in saying like you would utilize Christ as a model for how to, how to get to heaven, to get to heaven, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to try to get to that, try to get to that goal. ideal as yep. an archetype i'm gonna try to match myself to that right correct so when we talk about uh spiritual practice for us especially even when we're talking about contact right or like relationships mm -hmm. with other entities or whatever um it, especially when it comes to let's say like devotional work where you're saying oh i'm gonna model myself to hermes or or venus or uh, whatever, maybe a you know sure. solar aspect or a Jupiterian aspect, and you're like, I'm gonna try to uh, become more like that and match myself to that. But 
typically within the context of some kind of goal, even if it's like a spiritual goal, like a goal of understanding or insight or perspective, or maybe a physical goal, like I want to manifest more money or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. So, but all of those, all of those are very like specific applications of a kind of a, <clears throat> of the techniques and the practices that you're teaching for specific end results that a person chooses as an individual. I want to manifest X. I want to become more like X. I want to understand X, whatever, fill in the blank, you get to choose. Right. So I think the, 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 the thing that I I've been struggling with a bit is trying to understand uh, like a, a broader view on what it is that what how all of these beliefs or understandings let's say about the the like what's the closest thing to the truth that we could get to in terms of like what it is that we're doing like what are we trying to do what are you trying to do what am i trying to do um and how does our model of the universe uh, make that way of applying your efforts in life actually make sense, right? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> so I'm going to like tell you <laughs> what I come up with and you can tell me if how, how close I am to how that is for you, like in, in your practice as a... Right. Okay. okay. So, all right. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So the like we start with the idea that the one seeks to know itself by manifesting as like all that is in the universe. Right. Right. And it is it it it, it enriches its self-knowledge through this myriad of individualized experience. Because to know is to because to know is to experience, right? So it's like, okay, I'm gonna make all these myriad individualized aspects of myself, whether it's planets or suns and stars or people or animals or everything, right? Plant plants, rocks. So the one becomes everything because it's seeking to know itself. And for at least for us as human beings, we have a sense of disconnection from that. There's a veil, right, that separates us from like knowing that we are an aspect of the one and feeling like this separate entity that has a limited memory of its own experience and a limited memory of the fact that it is an aspect of the one and it's connected to that and a part of that all the time, even though like we feel like we're, we're not, right? But feeling like we're not or having like a limited perception of the actual, of of our relationship to all that is, gives us the opportunity to experience ourselves or come to know ourselves as aspects of the one or like the one comes to know itself through us in that way right so um okay so i'm just gonna yeah can keep going okay so, mm -hmm. there's like a lot but i want to get through this because yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. important okay so um so we are the one coming to know ourselves through our own unique increasingly novel individualized experience right and the thing is like we strive we inherently strive for novelty and broader spheres of perception and understanding because 
this expansion is growth, knowledge, clarity, and ultimately self-awareness, right? So it's like, we're trying to like, it's, I think that's even reflected in people's like generally like our behavior as individuals, even in our culture, like we're constantly trying to have new experiences, right? Or maybe we're trying to understand things in a new way or get closer to the truth or see things more clearly as they are. I mean, that's in some ways what seeing energy is or lucid dreaming. It's like, I want to see energy. I want to have a, a I want to have a, a broader perspective on the real of the actual of what's here. I want to see more of it, which is to say, a higher degree of novelty and complexity in our experience, such as with lucid dreaming. If I'm, if I'm, if I lucid dream, if I can lucid dream consistently and understand my dreams better and be lucid in my subconscious mind on a regular basis, then I have access to more of the actual on an inner level of my subconscious. Right. So, um, so, but couple that with the fact that novelty implies the unknown and exposure to the unknown equals to some degree chaos, right? Like order is like what our, our sphere of like the known, what we've integrated, right? So, um, so, and by its nature, it's chaotic just because we haven't integrated it. We haven't made it part of the known. We haven't made it part of our walled garden or part of our harmonious life or our harmonious self. Um, so, so the goal of magical practice is, is to create harmony out of yourself and your life while simultaneously striving to expand the boundaries of your perception and your experience. Like we are the limiting factor in our capacity to produce and integrate novel or broader spheres of experience because first we have to become harmonious within ourselves in order for that novelty to be experienced and integrated in a minimally chaotic way, in like a useful way, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then <laughs> taking one step further, if we are identical in some capacity or we have the creative power, the same creative power within us that the one possesses because we're an aspect of it and we are creating, um, our every, we are, if we are responsible, we are creating every aspect of our life consciously or unconsciously, um, there um then the idea is basically like we have to become better at that process right that like becoming better at controlling the fact that we're manifesting everything implies that we are getting we're get like we're attaining greater levels of mastery over that process and doing that allows us to establish that harmony so like um, and one of and one of the main aspects for ourselves is that we're like elemental creatures, right? So that's that whole thing of like, okay, wealth, relationships, health, spirituality, earth, water, air, fire, all of the like balancing the elements and making our life more fulfilled and harmonious is like the foundation for expanding our perception. Um, and typically, I would say, like what what somebody says, like I what I want, when you say, oh, I want something and you identify that as a specific aspect of your life that you're trying to change or enhance in some way, I think typically what that is, is something that we will, we believe will bring greater harmony to our inner and outer life, because through that we'll be able to, um, 
be, will, we will be capable of greater novelty and complexity and like new experience. It's like, oh, I want this fulfilling relationship. Well, it's like, or I want this financial situation. And it's like, well, why do you want that? Well, is maybe the reason that we we want those things to some degree, at least as people that are drawn to, toward or engaged in this work is like, I want that thing because inherently I believe like if I can command or control or employ my creative capacity to manifest what I want and I can create this situation, that's gonna create a greater degree of harmony in my life. And that will be the foundation or it will establish a foundation of harmony from which I can then explore and go further, right? Um, and all of that, so I'm just gonna, I'll just read these last two things. It says, um, we want perfect health, freedom from financial concern, fulfilling relationships and spiritual connection because through this inner and outer harmony, we are capable of fulfilling our spiritual purpose or our, like our destiny or whatever, um, which is to expose ourselves to and integrate novel experience, which which equates to self-knowing. It's like the one can only know itself through <laughs> more novel experience. So, um, and I and it, and it ties back into again that thing that I I you know I got from the allies, right? Which you said you think is true as well. Um, which or you know the mushrooms, right? It's like they said like experience is the only thing that matters. Well, why? Because like experience is like the substance of this spiritual journey for lack of a better term and it's the thing that we take with us mm -hmm. so um so i guess do you like what do you think of that because to me that is essentially in my mind like what you've like all of the things that i said there are things that i think you've said to me or have been somehow like a part of my my own experiences and, and some kind of synthesis of them. Like, I don't think there's anything there that's outside of things that you've told me or things that I've experienced. Um, but my synthesis of that is kind of like my attempt to say like, what's the narrative that we're in right now? And like, what's the ultimate goal? And And especially when it comes to to be silent, it's like, I think, I don't know. I, I think at least for me, there's a, I feel a greater amount of, if what I just laid out is like the closest thing to the truth that, and, and truth is a relative thing, right? I, I was, I understand that as well. Like I was thinking about, it, I'm like, okay, well, like truth is, there's like functional truth and like actual truth. And that's like the closest thing to like, functional truth that I can come up with in terms of what we're doing and what we're offering people through the program in a way, right? Um, to try to put everything into a context that, yeah, is as, as close to an approximation of actual truth as possible, but that is like functional truth. Um, because that this functional truth operates in such a way that you may, as you expand your own experience of um, novelty or experience of um, insight, understanding, perception of the universe and your place in it, um, you may discover like a higher order of truth that may have a greater degree of like insight or understanding in it. Um, but 
so I I don't know, but do, do, I don't know. <laughs> you, what do you what do you what what are your what are your thoughts on all that? Okay. Um mm. like first of all, did that most of that sound right to you? Yeah. I mean, I would I would scale it, you know, I mean, I would probably try to rend it down into like a few statements that you can get behind so that, you know, it's not as verbose um, and rambling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's I know. okay. I mean, it's, it's, a you know, you got to start somewhere, Fumbling right? Fumbling at it, but that's, but you're not, I mean, this is this, you're, you, you know, what you've done is a good example of what you're talking about, right? It's like, you're taking all these chaotic thoughts and then you're trying to use your experience to, you know, put them in order, bring them into harmony. Right. So, and that's, you know, you do that by reworking it, looking at it, answering questions, asking questions about that. You know, does this make sense? Does that not make sense? Are there any errors in my thinking here or, <clears throat> you know, things that are different for you than they are for me, you, you know, those types of, I mean, that's the way we do things. Right. And that's, that's exactly what you're describing, you know, at, at large, right? Like your life experience. I mean, to me, doing the work is sort of like, I mean, in a strange way, right? So like, if I go back to the physical, because it makes more sense to use something that we can sort of grab onto, right? Rather than, you know, uh, to try to bring less abstraction to it, right? So it's like, most people, I think at this point, probably understand, not understand it, but at least can give some um, uh, I don't even want to call it understanding, but they, they acknowledge the idea of epigenetics, right? I mean, this is not a strange idea, even though, you know, 20 years ago, it was a strange idea only unless you were part of those research teams, right? So meaning that, um, you know, that, that things can change physically in a person, depending on the factors, you know, which could be mental, physical, we don't know all the factors that can change that instead of it just being a single lifetime, and where multiple generations are needed in order to see any kind of genetic change, that epigenetics means that we can induce you know, uh, genetic change within us physically in one lifetime, you know, that was a, that's a theory that was, you know, com you know, thought impossible before. Yeah. So, and so now we have all these things, right. Nootropics and, and this and that, and it's not, it's, we know that it's not just a temporary change, right. But things that are pressures that are applied good or bad in a consistent manner, cause our genetics to change within a lifespan right mm. so um so uh the same thing i think with this is that you know i look at this as sort of a spiritual epigenetics you know where it's like um you know you're constantly evolving and you're not evolving at here's the here's the mean or the baseline change that would probably occur with most people. But if you put extra pressure on the system in different ways, it changes you, 
you know, it changes your, the way that you think about things. It changes the way. And if you're thinking about things differently and you see finally at first, maybe a correlation, but then as you explore it a little bit more with maybe different techniques or whatever, um, or more refined, you get better at it as you go along, then you produce from correlation to cause and effect, right? You understand it over time. And because you can apply these things and you have over and over again in different scenarios, you start to see these, you know, sort of cause and effect principles coming through, right? Like I come up with this situation. Oh, here's the model that I've used in other things that has caused this to turn out okay, or the best that it can, seeing as how, you know, like, let's take a negative example, you know, since I've stepped in this shit, you know, it's like, what's going to be the best way for me to clean this off and, and, and come out relatively unscathed, other than the fact that, you know, I stepped in it to begin with, and it was probably my lack of observation that made that happen. Right. So we correct for those things and we see them over time. Right. So, um, uh, yeah. So, you know, for me, you know, consistent spiritual practice is a sort of a spiritual evolutionary path. Like for me, again, I've, I've, I've seen in the, physical reality where you do everything correctly um for the most part you know you work hard you go to school you do this you do that you know you you've bought into that as a way to you know make yourself um comfortable to whatever degree there's a certain amount of security there in that comfort right i mean yeah you might be able to you know um you know buy better food or get a better car or have a better place to live or you know who knows right all those things are a little bit upticked right but the other thing is that you know with that there's a sense of security with that right like i don't have to worry about this i don't i can and the idea behind that is that is it just to produce you know a more comfortable life or is there some other aspect underneath that you know, like most people, if you ask them, you know, what would you do if you won the lottery? And they have this whole list of things. And a lot of it is, you know, stuff, right? It's a way to get more stuff, but it's not a way to think, hmm, underlying that it's like, there's a sense of security, right? That I don't have to worry about these financial situations, or I don't, it doesn't do anything, you know, like for your relationship. And because it's such a chaotic force, right? Because you have no idea what most people that win have never had that kind of finance resource before. So there's that whole element of like, unknown that could really F you up, right? Because and we see that in played out, right? Uh, that, that, um, you know, 95% or 90% of all people that win the lottery are either broke within five years or in jail. So, you know, very small percentage of that population actually thrives and does well for an extended period of time, right? Can't hear you, man. Sorry, I was just using the mute to cover background sounds. Yeah. Um. So, right, but that would imply again that's an example of novelty in 
un, un like integrated in a way that is chaotic and it doesn't can't be any novelty can't be anything else right but i'm saying like but it, it it's chaotic in the beginning but it has the potential to be integrated in a way that of course otherwise there'd be no greater reason. degree of harmony or a greater degree of uh like a stronger physical foundation um, upon which more can be done or greater spheres of novelty or understanding or power or knowledge can be acquired. Well, this is why we take a systematic approach, right? Because if you were just to jump into the middle of a, of a completely unknown scenario, right? A completely chaotic, in this case, we're using the two terms pretty much synonymously, right? So, you know, if you were to jump in the middle of chaos, uh, you know, you run a real risk of the chaos consuming you. Right. And that's the thing, like with all this stuff that you're always talking about, you're always saying, oh, you want to talk to spirits? Oh, you want to see energy? Oh, you want a lucid dream? Like literally every time we do one of those courses and we're talking about that with people, most of the things that you talk about in the beginning, before you start to get into techniques or process or anything, you're always like, warning, warning, warning. <laughs> like, well, it, you know, part of that is just, the, you know, part of that is just the way that I was trained, right? I mean, I'm biased as well, you know, and I saw the, um, uh, you know, at least for my personal, you know, and my personality, I saw the need and, and how well, um, that methodology work because I was gung-ho I you know I was you know uh, ready to delve into anything I mean I had a hundred percent trust in my teacher and I was like you know just give me more crazy crap to do you know it's like I'll jump in there you know it's like I wanted it so, I wanted those experiences so bad I was willing to risk myself to do that thinking that you know either having overconfidence in my ability or thinking that um uh, you know, that the, maybe not that there was no way I could get hurt. I mean, I always understood that, you know, I was running a risk, but I thought for me, you know, much like, um, I, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but it's like, you know, like not many people are professional sports people. Right. And, and the reason is, is because not many people will give up 10 hours a day of practice for practice and put everything else aside, like their whole life aside, other than eating, sleeping, having minimal relationships and putting everything into your training, everything into your practice so that you can be a superstar when you're out on the field, you know, and, and there's still a lot of risks, right? But there's not many people that will do that just at face value. You know, if you told them this is what it would take. And just to be clear, like you did that. You, yeah. Did, yeah, you acted that way with your, with your practices. He yes. Was, your teacher was like, oh, do this meditation an hour a day. And you were like, I'm going to do it five hours a day. <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, how well, close yeah, is that I to mean, accurate? it was, it, it was, it's relatively accurate. It might be a little hyperbole, but if it's like, but it's, that's the idea. Yeah. It was like, that was the first and foremost part of my life. Right. And, and what everything was else, everything and, else, sometimes to detriment, you know, took second place. And what was driving you? I, I didn't have as refined an idea as I do now about it, you know? So I think back then it was the experience of it to, to verify that it was 
true or somewhat true and that could I engage? I never had the escapism kind of idea, right? That it was like, I don't I, care. I don't care about this life. I'm going to just devote everything because if that was the case, I'd, maybe I would have become a monk or something like that. Right. So like you're in a walled off place, you don't care about the food that you're getting. You don't care about the company you keep or how much. Yeah. But isn't that interesting? Like even somebody who would take that approach, like in this more of an escape the world to go off to the spiritual world approach, even literally takes place in like a walled garden, right? You describe it as behind walls, right? Yes. It's like, okay, well, because they need some type of physical environment that is harmonious, at least within itself, or has that kind of stable structure that even allows for them to do that. And maybe in that environment, they can just devote their whole lives to like prayer and meditation and, you know, off to the, off to the stars or wherever. Right. And, and, and have tons of that. So, um, but, but it necessitates a kind of in physical environment that can support that. And at least for them, it's like, that's kind of like, it's a great, well, if I just, if I go here and I just do these chores and I become part of this community, then that will establish that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think that basically it's just a, you know, but I would say what you, and I would, I would pair it you know, um, that teacher, you know, it's like, and he would say, it's easy to, it's easy to be spiritual with like-minded people behind high walls, but I'm going to teach you how to meditate in a busy parking lot. Right. You know, and, and a big part of their thing was like Taoist temples, there, there aren't a lot of, you know, at least the ones out, they're not a lot, they're not walled, you know, it's like people can come and go Uh and you're encouraged to, um, to practice, you know, by being in the masses, you know, like going out and being with people and doing whatever. I mean, it's like, it's very easy to do the work in a very confined space that has everything or, you know, no distractions and all of that stuff. But how do you then, you know, is it really, I mean, that's a level of experience, right? But then how do you integrate that into a physical life as well? Right. And, you know, and, and, and what you were saying, essentially, like what was driving you to practice so much and be engaged in it so much was you were saying the the potential, the experience or the potential for experience and to some degree, let's say truth, because like you could say that you have a, a, a more like a better grasp on or a more trustworthy, like you can believe something as truth because you've experienced it. That's become knowledge to you. Well, any truth, I think you have to experience to, to really take it as, you know, a truth that you can, you know, rely on consistently to produce other things right so there's always that you know if this is true you know like if this is true and then this is true then this next thing in sequence must be true you can at least use that as a theorem to you know kind of progress right so and that and to me i mean as far as 
I can tell that's never ending. So you're constantly trying to not just garner experiences, right? But but you're trying to get through them in a way that reflects your understanding and application of the principles involved. How do you get through this thing? Like if I were to ask, you know, uh, uh, you know, some kind of uh, master carpenter, you know, like here's an angle that didn't come out right. It's not just explain why it didn't come out right, but how do I fix it? Or what do I do to make this always come out right in the future? And after explanation and maybe even showing and then, you know, and then doing it many times, you constantly come out with that, you know, perfect corner or whatever it is. Right. So um, and uh, but it's only through the doing that you can then, you know, but a master is one that can just look at, you know, a scenario and say like, oh, that's a couple degrees off. I'm going to adjust that this way and make this perfect, right? And that's real mastery of the information that you have and, and the and the technique and knowledge that you know, you know to, to visualize, imagine what it is ideally that you want and then to know what actions to take in, well, intellectually understand what actions it would take to do that and have the skill set to physically do those things to uh, produce that end result and then follow through and do them, right? And then you put it in and it's like, well, you know, perfect corner, awesome. You know, and it's like, you do that enough every time you, you know, see that you're gonna be able to respond to it that much more quickly and with less um, thinking involved, right? Because it's just, I've seen some of these guys that just like look at a, something not done right and just bring it down and not even measure, but just like, know what angle it needs to be and just you know one cut and boom you know and it's it fits like it was molded that way i mean you know this is um you know exquisite uh mastery there's a good um there's a great story in um the Tao Te Ching um uh, I believe it's, I, I believe the title is called The Butcher and it's, and explains that in a way where he says, um, I'm going to really paraphrase this and probably butcher the story a little bit, but basically some acolyte was asking a master butcher, you know, um, how he was so skilled at what he did. And he's, and he starts to explain like, when I first started out, I would go through, uh, you know, in, in Chinese cooking way back when, even, and even now, like when they talk about a knife, usually they're talking about a very sharp cleaver, you know, it's kind of like, you know, that's, that's kind of one of their utility knives. And he said, I, I would go through, I went through multiple cleavers in a year, you know, because I would hack through bones and joints and I would do this and I would do that. And he goes, this cleaver that I have now I've had for 50 years and I keep it sharp and I keep it just at the right angle. And I'm able to, you know, push through the sinews and, you know, and, and do the most, you know, economic cuts and whatever, and never, and never chip my cleaver and never, and never, uh, you know, mess up the meat or whatever it is that I'm doing at the time. Right. So there's that element of doing that refines your mastery of it and that your tools become even better than they were previously. And that, but, but the idea is that you've gone through, you know, 10 cleavers in a year when you started, because you just, you fucked it up, 
you know, you, you know, you didn't quite have that finesse. You didn't have that understanding. You had to work through it and, and see the end result, right? If I chop through this bone, I'm going to put a big chip in my perfectly nice new cleaver, right? And then I got to grind that out and do all this extra work besides, you know, whatever else that I have to do. Um, you know, and that's kind of where we are with this stuff as well, right? You, there's a certain amount of, I mean, you just can't help it, right? I mean, if we were instantaneously geniuses in this stuff, there'd be no reason to, you know, kind of go through this, right? It would be, uh, you know, and I believe that even somebody that's like some kind of savant or whatever, then it just brings them to another level where they're going to find resistance, you know, right. their application of, of, of their ideas and their techniques um, are insufficient to the task of the unknown that they've stepped into. Right. 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 So essentially, and, and this is, and I, I pulled this out. This was, um, I think you got this from Mark Stavish, right? This was notes and commentary on the magical worldview. Oh yeah. 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 Sure. Right. So this is, um, I was looking at this again to, after I wrote this stuff. And of course, <laughs> I remember when the, when the first time when you <laughs> gave it to everybody in class or whatever, I remember uh, like looking at it and, and when you read through it, I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And, um, and so it only made us like a certain amount of sense to me at the time. Right. But within the context of everything we've been doing, and within all the con the context of everything I just stated, like a lot of these things make a lot more sense to me. And one of them was um, in this section where he talks about, he says, knowledge of uh, the waters or the luminous lunar realm, where he, he basically is saying, um, I'm just going to read a few parts of this. Mm -hmm. He says, the life of all is ruled by an interior force that per pervades all things. This force is blind, craving, insatiable. It is pure instinct. Within itself, it holds contradictions with each aspect representing one of its core desires, generation, destruction, attraction, repulsion, terror, desire, formation, dissolution. This force is known by many names, including, and then he lists a bunch of names, um, when, it, it, when it merges with emotional and irrational power, it becomes identified with physical life. Um, it is, it is an elementary light. It carries the signature of all things. It is symbolized by water and is demiurgic in power. And I, of course, I had to like look that up. Demiurgic means like, it's like the creative energies of the universe, essentially, right? It's like that which, that power, which is the creative power that's bringing everything into being. It's not like the one itself, but it's like the force or the ener the raw energy of this creative uh, right can be energy. which can be it's not harmonious right it can be overdone as well as underdone right, right right and that was that thing about the binary thing generation destruction attraction repulsion it's like this raw binary energy that's like and that exists within us we know that within ourselves as like fear or we want this we're afraid of that happening we like it's crave the principle it. of duality right right and that's the idea cause and effect duality mm -hmm. yeah and so um, it says, uh, you know, this power is blind yearning to express um, in its lunar domain, idea and reality are instantly expressed, which is dreaming, essentially, and everything exists through this force mastery of it is mastery of all. And basically, I was, I was thinking about that. And I'm like, okay, that is, is essentially saying and I forget, there's another Oh, yeah, there's another part of it, 
where he says, um, um, I forget how he states it, but he basically says that this force operates all the time. So it's operate this creative force within you, within the universe, but also within yourself is creating and producing uh, all, all the time. Um, so it's operating with, with your assistance or your direction or without it, but either way it's working. And so that's that whole thing where that's the whole thing that you're always trying to drive home, which is like where you say you're taking responsibility for everything, or you're saying, I'm doing all of this. I'm making everything that I experience in my life. Everything I experience in my reality is like my creation. I've made this, I've set this up, but either knowingly or unknowingly. Um, it, and like, that's, it's like, okay, well, that's because there's this part of you that's doing that, that has a force of its own ascend in in some ways it has a force of its own and it will um follow the uh patterns or the me you know memory or patterns that have already been established within you on the different levels of your being um or external patterns or whatever it'll just follow the patterns that have already been established unless you do something to fix it in a different direction so right. that's the kind of that's basically like i was just trying to get closer to a, a a clearer understanding of that because that of course dovetails in with what you're talking about this like idea of a master carpenter it's like oh, okay well yeah that would be super cool to, to be the master carpenter that could just look at an angle and then draw a little thing on a piece of paper and then you know make it with a few simple tools and have it fit into place perfectly it's like well that's the master craftsman right but it's like but the thing is that what we what we um, hypothesize and then experience through our practice is that we're making stuff all the time, <laughs> and we we no one can take responsibility for that creative process and that creative energy within us except ourselves. And so, and so mastery, like in the carpenter analogy, is basically like it's mastery of that force which is making all the time and making it more of a conscious and directed process and i would say the one small maybe it's semantics you know slight correction i would make on that is that you know if you don't take control of it yourself somebody else will right they'll just use you as part of their toolkit right which is 98 percent of the population of this planet right it's mm -hmm. like, if you don't have that drive to create something for yourself, you know, whatever that is, um, you know, you'll be the tool of somebody else to create what they want. Right. <laughs> I mean, this is governments, this is religions, this is, you know, everything that has, you know, that sort of hierarchical structure, right? If you don't take responsibility and take the reins for your life and the end result, you know, um, the ideal that you would like to occupy this lifetime, you know, then, you know, you just become the willing, you know, or the, the unconscious toy, you know, or a piece of somebody else's board. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is in essence. So um, it's not that 
you know, it's not you that other people like, don't understand this. That's you know? the thing about like you you can't really you can abdicate responsibility for your creative power if you want to, but or outsource outsource it to other things. But the idea is that like you're either evolving or devolving. Right. As an individualized aspect of the one, you're either evolving to higher orders of being able to experience and integrate novelty or you're going down and going towards being able to being less capable of integrating and experiencing new having new experiences or new knowledge or whatever right it's like you're either becoming more capable of that or less capable of that by Correct. default if you're not engaging you're, something that's helping you to yeah if you're not doing it basically what you're doing is you're throwing your agency in a giant pool for somebody else to use you're like i don't care let me be led you know let me be part of the herd you know, right. that's way more comfortable and safe, supposedly, than striking out and taking agency to myself and saying, you know, I'm going to make my own way. I'm going to understand this and apply it in a way that makes sense to me right now. And then as I get more experience, that understanding will become more refined and I'll be better at doing it the next time and better at doing it the next time and better at doing it the next time yeah. until I can apply it in a way that I understand the end result that I'm looking for. And I'm able to manifest that by taking the appropriate action when it needs to be done. Yeah. And you can't like you you can't escape that, like that's it's the thing. one or the other. You we're don't... in a situation where like you 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 like you, there there is no uh. You have to make a choice. Well, even the, not it, making a choice is a choice, right? It's right, like, a non-choice I mean, is just yeah, whatever. You know that's the thing. It's like again, most people. It's uh, who is the poet that said you know most people live lives of quiet desperation right it's yeah. like this is the idea right and and it's very succinctly said that you know the people that are you know um devolving are you know those that have given their agency away and yet they can't help but wish for other things to happen and you know they wish they were in this situation they wish they had more money they wish they had a better relationship they wish they had you know better health, whatever it is, but, you know, no pertinent action, you know, they've given so much agency away that they feel that they can't do anything about it. And it's, it's like, that's, that's a very sad state of affairs, right? I'm not saying it would be easy to do something about it, but you always have the capability of making that decision and taking one small step in that direction that would produce more of an end result, but it's a double-edged sword, right? Because when you do that, it's hard to take agency um, or claim your agency and take action without saying, well, if that's the case, then it must be the case across the board. That's way overwhelming for me, um, you know, because I mean, even mentally, that's overwhelming for most people. What? 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 The fact that the fact that if I can do that with one area, I should be able to do that with all areas of my life. I should be able to produce ultimate health. I should be able to produce the perfect relationship. I should be able to produce 
the amount of success that I need in order to feel comfortable and secure, you know, um, and I should be able to have the amount of contact with, with uh, the one and engage it in the most um, intimate way that I feel comfortable with over time, whether it's a, you know, personal relationship through aspects of the one or through, you know, just, you know, sort of this more abstract idea of like, God is there and, you know, um, and, and he rules everything. So, you know, I don't want to get any closer to it than that. You know, it's like, there's that, those extremes, right. Of <clears throat> one end where it's like acknowledgement, but, but I don't know. So I don't, you know, kind of engage it because it's way beyond me or um, <clears throat> the other one where we say it's everything and that's way too big for my poor little squash to deal with. So it's like, I'm going to, you know, tiptoe into that, you know, with, you know, this technique of meditation or, you know, can I see this emptiness once or, you know, for a, a, a split instant that just lets me know that it's there and, and then maybe go a little further. And, you know, it's like an incremental, you know, movement into just the, the blurry edges of the unknown and then stepping back and seeing how you can, you know, kind of move into it, getting closer and closer to, you know, entering it and turning it from the unknown to the known, right? From chaos to harmony, right? So how do you integrate that? Well, it's like everything else, you integrate it step by step, you know? So there's a bigger picture, that's the grand context, right? But then there's the smaller picture of, okay, well, I can't just do one experiment, right? We have to do all these other sub experiments prior to that, that will eat and each one will either tell me I have the wrong approach or um, that um, um, that by doing it and coming to fruition, well, again, I'm not going to take just one, I mean, what scientist just does one experiment and doesn't then verify it. And then when they verify it several times, they send it out to other labs to independently verify the findings, right? It's like, that's the normal process for these things, right? So, um, and I feel like, you know, to some extent, all teachers are like that, you know, um, is that, you know, they verified the process for themselves and they share what, I mean, my, my opinion is it should just be shared as this is what I've done and it seems to have helped me. Um, I'm putting it out there for people who are interested in order to see if it will help you, you know, because that would be part of an evolutionary scheme as well. It's, look, you know, we're pack animals. We want others to achieve the, the, um, the goodness that we have produced, you know, so. Well, that's what I was thinking too. The other, like the, the, the further extension of what I was saying is basically uh, in the same way that an individual functions, society functions as well, right? So if, in, in, if, if as an individual, I, in, I initiate my own evolutionary process and I become more um, harmonious, um, more 
more balanced within the, you know, my, the sphere of my life and what I've, you know, what I know, what I've experienced, what, mm-hmm. people love, what resources I have. And then that facilitates me being able to then broaden my sphere and experience more, understand more, know more, interact more, see more, um, all of that. Then by extension, um, when, like, if you, if you, if you then, uh, contribute to producing that for others in some capacity, whether it's your family or friends or your community in some ways, and they all can make that process better for themselves, then like as a whole, the society then all, and all the individuals in it have the capacity inherently to broaden their broaden. They're like starting from a, a better baseline of of expansion or evolution because they have a bigger walled garden of harmony that they exist within greater resources and harmonious integration of it i mean even if you think about like the internet and social media and everything it's like chaos because it's the unknown right it's like this chaotic force that we're trying to integrate into our society and into the world in a way that creates more like greater power, interconnectedness, um, information and speed and all of these things. But we're trying to do it in a way that then it can function as the base for greater novelty, greater experience, greater understanding, like, but it, but we're still at the stage where it's like (laughs) super chaotic. Well, yeah, but I mean, don't forget that. I mean, that's a good analogy because I mean, for the most, for most people, unless you're very attuned and highly skilled in doing this, remember that there are way more, there's way more false information than correct information in that space. Are you saying that that's true for spiritual? I'm saying it's true for those people, you know, like think of the average, uh, you know, let's say, you know, um, a young person that is, you know, very skilled and adept at, uh, at working the internet, right? Like you've grown up in it, you know, like I would put you in that category. You've sort of grown up in the era of that. I grew up in a different era where there was no internet. And, you know, I was in college when the internet came online, right? And so, and we just thought it was a fad that would go away in a couple of years, you know, basically, because, I mean, at that time, the computers you would need you know, would fill the house that you live in now. Right. right so right. it's, yeah. it's, it's a weird thing, right? So we just thought we couldn't conceive of this being a household product. And yet, you know, 40 years later, you know, you carry it around in your friggin' pocket, right? So it's like, but it's also, it's, it's, this is a perfect example of chaotic growth, right? The unknown, you know, expanding, you know, in an incredibly quick fashion, right? But people, instead of being cautious about looking for those things that they are, you know, trying to experience and then, you know, integrating them somehow, um, you know, they just dive into the middle of it. And they, and the, there's a great, and we see the end result is that there's a great potential for people to get swallowed up by that shit, you know, and like never get to the heart of where they're, you know, it's like the distraction thing, you know, it's like, 
oh, I was trying to find this, but oh, that was, you know, but there's a, there's a video with a cute girl on it. Boom, I'm going there. And then, oh, and then from there, it's like, you know, how did she make that hat? Oh, you go to the next thing and, oh, you know, and here's somebody making hats naked. Okay, you know, boom. And then it's like, you know, it's like and all of a sudden you, you even forget why you're there to begin with. But that, right. and that's, that's a, a great analogy for that uh, lunar or creator creative energy within Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Right? That's what that, that's how that essentially is. Like I, in some ways I've thought about this and I, I feel like the, the, the internet and then especially if you add on the layer of augmented reality or, um, whatever that what's the other one virtual reality <laughs> yeah if you add those things into it essentially what we're creating is a kind of physical manifestation of the lunar realm you're making a pseudo spirituality right yeah it's because it's kind of like that same thing if you could lucid dream and you could go anywhere do anything experience anything but the only the only thing you have to do essentially is control yourself your own mind to be there and to experience it the way that you want to which correct takes effort right but essentially we're making this like physical manifestation of that kind of environment but in a way that requires no effort <laughs> whatsoever and that's the falsehood right navigate it and that's the falsehood is that we're not training anybody to like how many times have you seen uh, i mean you probably wouldn't, but I've never seen this either. And I've never even heard of this in schools that teach, you know, these little kids keyboarding and how to get on the internet and how to look things up, whatever, but never any instruction on how to stay on task. You know, what are you looking for? How do you know when you found it? How do you verify that? You know, like there's nothing about that. It's literally like, oh, look, you found 2 million hits on the color red. You know, that it, it's like, okay, now, now what do I do? I'm still in the chaos. I'm still in the, like, how do I sort through 2 million hits? You know, it's like, um, you know, there's no instruction on how to do that. Well, it's the same thing with spirituality, right? It's like, here's your ideal, get to heaven. Well, how do I do that? Be like Christ. Well, how do I do that? That, you know, you're talking about be like God. But that's go to the thing, right? It's like, how do you identify with that? What but, are the, what are the nuances of that? But I think that that's why in some ways this synthesis took me so long, 15 years or whatever, working with you to like put together and extract from what you were saying and put it in a kind of a concise at least for myself, somewhat of a concise and ordered hierarchical understanding of like the universe and my place in it and what it is exactly that, that we're doing and what exactly it is that I'm trying to do or that I'm working so much at doing. Um, because when you look at you know Christianity, not to pick on any one of the religions or whatever, but when you look at any, like that philosophical framework, the sim most of those as i understand them at least from an outsider like and especially with christianity i would say it's like the perfect example of what you're saying it's like it's a finite goal it it implies a static end correct and it's a very contained idea it's like 
not an easy one, like you said, like you still need a community and uh, somebody to, to guide you through the, the nuances of the process and trying to understand it better for yourself and even apply it. Like there's all that, but at least the like, what the hell are we doing here part is clearly laid out. It's clearly laid out. So it's th that part is just like crystal clear end result do this, you know, like here's the general rules and then here's the hard part is actually doing it. But, um, but for us, it's like, I, I've just been wrestling with these things so much because it's not, it's like, okay, it's almost like not enough to just say, like, I think when, when you're, for me, at, at least anyway, like if I'm going to assume any kind of position as a teacher or whatever, it's like, I, I I think it's like, I wanted to be able to say like, uh, here's, here's a, here, here's the, the, the theoretical model, even though even like, it's like, okay, here's, here's it, here it is as best as we could understand it. And as we've seen and experienced it to function for ourselves, because that's what we're saying. That's what you're saying. This worked for me here. Try it out and see if it works for you too. But to be able to in somewhat of a concise fashion say like here's here's christianity here's you know uh buddhism here's this here's this okay here's kind of a mad like magical model or whatever like for for lack of a better term i mean that's the other thing that i kind of like really hate about <laughs> what about like about um about our, our spirituality or whatever is like it's like <laughs> and almost where like you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt or like kind of laugh at yourself over it. it's like <laughs> we get the one that's like it's like oh magic or shaman it's like oh good it's like oh so basically your spirituality is the one that stage magicians do for like a show it's like use the same word to describe yourself or it's like right oh that's right. so hard that's it is hard like, because it's like come you know on, but i mean be a look, better word <laughs> these are all just you know um you know i like to look at all of these things as spiritual technologies right the religions and the the different traditions are just different platforms right if you're going to be you know um here's how you maneuver around facebook here are the rules. Here is this. Here's that. Here's how you maneuver around Instagram. Some things kind of look the same and some things match up, but other things are completely identifiable with that platform only, you know, and, and on and on and on with all the big ones. Right. Yeah. So it's the same thing with this. I mean, you know, basically, I mean, think about it. I mean, it got a bad name basically. And I, I'm not, you know, super comfortable with the name either, other than just as a descriptor, right? I mean, it's basically for me, I, I'm, I'm pretty much, I, I identify more as a hermeticist, you know, which is part of that sort of, you know, almost spiritual scientist, you know, where it's like, here are the things, here are the basic territories that we know that we can experiment with on a small scale and then scale it to a large scale to see if it comes to fruition or not. If we have the idea, if our ideas are actually truth, you know, if, if we can nail down this process, if I put water in a certain container and put fire under it, if the fire is hot enough, eventually it will come to boil, 
You know, it's like, I can repeat that over and over and over again. Now, you know, it's like with variation, if we're below sea level, it's going to take a little longer for above sea level. It's going to take, you know, I mean, we can define all these things relatively, right. But there's that first rep re, um, uh, uh, we can look at it and we repeat the process so many times with the same end result, right? So we can say, here's the baseline. And then we extrapolate and say, I wonder if this would work in this application or how would this work in this application? And then I try it. And if I have the nuance down and all of these things, I might have to adjust a little bit, but the principle stays, stays the same, right? Um, then I'm, I'm, to me, it's like, it's the scientific process of slowly accumulating knowledge and knowledge and knowledge of experience to say, oh, if I do that with gasoline, it blows up and I die. You know, if it's, if I do that same process with, you know, with, uh, you know, liquid nitrogen, it's going to boil at, you know, way, way lower temperatures than 212 degrees right so it's like you know there's all these variations and we sort of play around with them or experience them in order to get a broader view of the phenomena that is heat causes things to accelerate at a certain rate right so um So my spiritual practice is more like that, you know, it's like, and if you look at a classical description of hermeticism, you know, it's like, it incorporates that idea of, you know, um, you know, astrology, um, you know, which is in their view, almost more like astronomy, you know, like astrology, not like predicting your day-to-day -day events, but what is the energetic influence that it has on people and the world and so forth and so on, right? Even materials or whatever it is, right? That that aspect, when it's in play, has a profound influence on that, even though it might be so subtle that, you know, the average person wouldn't notice it. You know, the same thing, you know, with alchemy, which is like one more step closer to physical reality, right? Especially laboratory alchemy. It's like, Here's, it's not just a chemical process, but it's also influenced by the observer, which, you know, now within the last, you know, few decades, we've presented as a thing, right? Like these are things that have been, you know, stated thousands of years ago, at least, you know, 1500 years ago, you know, when all this stuff started, if not before that written down, that the observer, you know, changes the event right their their desire for a certain outcome changes the probability changes the expression of that in a different way well laboratory alchemy is the you know the 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 finite expression of that right the physical you know um experiments that we do to prove that out because if we can prove them out and prove them out consistently then we can extrapolate and say, how is that, you know, going to affect by model some other area of my life, right? And, and the magic aspect of that in, in that three-tiered process is the idea that, you know, you don't need the lab. The lab is your world. 
and that your mental acuity and ability to raise and lower your personal vibration or your personal um, uh, expression of energy, you know, will have a certain effect on your environment. Seemingly, we know it's not independent, but seemingly independent from the outside eyes that it looks as though those changes just naturally occur. <clears throat> and so, you know, in that way, I don't mind the label. It's just that the label's gotten a lot of bad, you know, they started, you know, people that, you know, scoff at that, or even that, you know, even by today's standards, practice that, but don't have that underlying understanding of what a scientific method that is. I mean, it's, you know, it's not, it's not willy nilly random at, at its core. It's not this, say these words and these things happen. It's not dress like this and, you know, the world is yours or whatever, right? These are all just like, those are the things that people grab onto from the outside and look at and say, like, this is ridiculous. So would you say that fantasy, would you say that uh, a good definition for hermeticism would be something like a scientific approach to experiential spirituality? I would say that's pretty, pretty good. And here, and the methodologies to, to not just access it, but understand it, because without that deeper understanding, it's, it's difficult to see where the application of that should be put, right? What do you mean? Like, you know, if I do an experiment once, I don't really know, potentially, you know, I would say almost always, I don't really know how to apply that to any any um, situation that comes up in my life. Like, I don't know how to, you know, do it. I don't have enough experience yet, right? I've only, I've only managed to make it work once. And so you need, you know, that's the difference between understanding and wisdom, right? Knowledge and wisdom. Wisdom is knowing when and how to apply something that you've known, that you know, that you've experienced, right? And so that's, that's a, that's a big differentiation between those two things. And that's, that's the work that we're here to do, right? If we're trying to become more like the one, well, the one is, you know, omniscient, you know, omnipotent, right? So it's like the all potential, all knowing, right? Meaning all experience. And so, um, uh, you know, it has perfect ability to utilize all things in exactly the precise, you know, timing, application, whatever, to produce what it wants instantly, you know? And so if we're using that as a model, not that we would ever achieve that, but what aspect of that can we achieve? Well, you know, it becomes, you know, again, that thing, that ideal becomes the judge, right? Like how close am I to this ideal of instantaneous (laughs) manifestation in perfect harmony with my environment and everybody around me? (laughs) You know, that's, that's, that's what, 
because that would that's because that's what that would imply um omnipotent all-powerful omniscient all-knowing omnipresent existing everywhere all at all space and time all at once it's like well yeah and eternal and eternal yeah so that an entity like that would be able to manifest exactly what it wanted to experience like you said in perfect harmony with itself and with every aspect of itself forever and ever amen yeah (laughs) yeah instantly always always right so, so it's kind of like so would you so and and yeah right and there's that aspect of like it knows it's all knowing so it knows every part of itself it knows every aspect of itself whereas for us like from our stand standpoint of like limitation or our point of like being limited to some degree it's like our the process of expanding our experiential sphere is constantly being like, Oh, here's this other aspect of myself, or here's this other aspect of the one. And, Oh, I didn't know I was doing that over here. I didn't know that I was doing that over here. Oh, look at that. Wow. That's pretty cool. I didn't know I was also that or like, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And, you know, and again, you know, just sort of honing in on something that, that, you know, should be made clear and, and maybe reframed in a better way is that, you know, I don't see limitation as a bad thing. You know, limitation, it, it gives you a limited workspace and lim- it gives you parameters that you can work inside for a while. You know, if you give somebody, you know, if you tell somebody, I want you to learn landscaping. Here's 80 acres. they'd be overwhelmed, right? They wouldn't know Mm. what to fucking do first. You know, it's like, it's like if they have no, or just the most cursory understanding, like I know what a shovel is. I know what a rake is. I know what, you know, I know how to dig a hole. I know how to, but, you know, to understand, you know, to show somebody a picture of Versailles and say, here's 80 acres, make this. They'd be like, uh, you know, like, A, it's going to take a lifetime, or more, way more than that, if it's just a single person, right? And, you know, where do I even start? How do I even know? Well, you've got a lot of, you've got a lot of education ahead of you, you know, and it's like, but if you give them, you know, uh, you know, a six foot by six foot plot of dirt, and say, you know, I want you to grow beans in this dirt. It's a hell of a lot easier. It's going to be hard work still, right? And you're probably, it's not going to be 100% successful. You're going to have some, you know, some um, some that don't come up or, you know, they don't germinate or whatever. It's not going to be 100% successful, but you have a hell of a lot better chance of limiting it to a very particular thing in a very particular square that's not, you know, so overwhelming that you just don't feel like you could even start. Right. So limitations to me are like a really good way to confine, you know, your ideas to a limited section so that you can actually observe it in close observational mode and really take care of it in a good way. And then you can say, okay, now I'm going to do the front yard. And that's like the, that's, that's the perfect analogy for why you're always, that's why you've always hammered from day one um 
not just what do you want, but a focus on the practical aspects of your physical life and how you can use your energetic or spiritual techniques or exercises to influence or impact in a positive way your physical life. Because no matter who you are or where you are, you have your life situation right here, right now to work with. It's like you have that plot of dirt or whatever to plant beans in and figure out how to do some type of yard work or working with the earth. It's like, so turning your attention to, to that and trying to. Like, Not to mention in the, you know, the practical aspect of it too, is you've just grown food for yourself. You've grown nourishment for yourself, right? It's like, and if you did it well, you know, you might have grown nourishment for others too, or you're going to share that nourishment with others. So there's a product at the end that will tell you good or bad, good job or bad job or mm -hmm. inadequate job, right? So maybe you need to know a little bit more about, you know, the proper balance of fertilizers in the soil that you have. Maybe you need to know, there's all these little aspects that, you know, if you were talking about 80 acres, there may be eight different environments within that and so with a six foot by six foot square of dirt you have a very limited place that you can experiment with and you know and and that's it so you're constantly evolving and making it better so that when you do go out you know exactly okay over here we're going to use this type of fertilizer over there we're going to use cow manure over here we're going to use fish you know over you know like different components of all these things in order to m produce the exact environment that you want. And so the idea of people use limitation, like it's a dirty word, but it's actually such a practical thing, you know, and, and, and to be honest with you, it's one of the reasons that I think, you know, some of our, you know, some of the very best students that I've ever had were, you know, are, um, people that work for a living, you know, blue collar people. I'm not saying that, you know, executives don't work or, you know, intellectuals don't work, teachers don't work, but they're not, they don't understand a basic concept of physical, you know, having an idea of what to do and the amount of physical labor it takes to produce that effect, the end result. And that's why I think that hermeticism Although it sounds lofty, I think it makes more sense to people like that, that do that, that have been raised on, like, here's the hard work that you need to do in order to produce this living. And, you know, and within that, here's your job and here's what it takes to, you know, just do it adequately or to do it badly or to do it exceptionally. And then we're going to put you in a better position of, you know, being able to maybe even teach other people to do it correctly or, you know, um, and, and then there's always those, those people that are in that, that excel, right. And, and they're a model for other people, right. For other workers that do that. But I think people that do blue collar jobs are way more, uh, amenable to these things. They're the ones that complain the most. I think, I think the problem with a lot of these other, um, Wait, did you say they they complain the most? What? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Um, um, I forget what I was saying. That, oh, okay. that they 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 were you know that 
they have the hardest time with things that are just because it's it's very logical for them they're very they have a logic and reason base you know that that it's like this produces this this type of work produces this end result mm -hmm. and so they understand that things that are grand take a lot of work yeah and they're not shy about working yeah I think I know, and I think analogy for me anyway with is my paintings. Like, yeah, it's like I have this high ideal that I'm trying to hit, but I also, from experience, know like how much freaking work it takes and time to hit it. And it's like, yeah, it gets better to some degree every time, but it's still like because you're matching against days an ideal and days right and days of like just sure. like no a little bit like this a little bit like that oh gosh no okay that didn't work oh that made this part look wrong so i gotta adjust for that and like you know yeah but in the meantime you know you do these extra things i mean maybe not as much now but when you were training right there was years and years of color studies and this and then you know going to your mentor and saying how does this stroke work or what is this you know how do you layer these things to get this effect and you know there's like technical things that you that you isolated that was your six feet of dirt right that right. you worked in to produce a, an abundance in that place right and that nourishment of knowing that you could do that over and over again then let you express into a different territory which brought up its own unique problems right and so the mastery is being able to take all of those like thousand six foot plots of dirt each one growing something individual and understanding that how to produce the maximum effect in each of those six foot plots well you know then you can incorporate them together and start moving them around as a system right to produce yeah. a more exquisite you know and a more complex you know, environment for you and, and the end result being, you know, an overabundance, something that's so abundant that you can't consume it all. So you, you know, you can either do, you know, uh, you know, principally a bad thing of hoarding, you know, where it's like, because, and why is it, it's not an ideal, it's a practical energetic thing, right? You're acquiring things, you're stagnating the flow right? You're stagnating the flow, which is antithetical to the one, right? Everything moves. This is one of the basic ideas, right? Everything moves. So anytime you stop the flow, whether it's in your individual person or whatever, you immediately go into this entropy mode, right? It needs to, dis you know, if you're not going to evolve, it needs to dissolve you because you're breaking that fundamental principle that can't be broken everything has to move you move up or you move down it's there's no you know you have these little plateaus where you can rest for a little bit but you're still moving right you're still thinking oh now what can i do oh now what can i do not like oh i'm just gonna stay here for the rest of my life you know in and this would you, out state wouldn't you and make the analogy to some degree that suffering is a consequence of that devolving um de dissolving process it's almost like if do you think that if a person is suffering, that that is happening to them to some degree? I think, you know, um, 
that's a or do you think that it's i mean or i mean i know suffering is a broad category because there's like yeah pain and then there's suffering right well i mean you, you don't make... again if we, we we'd have to define what the suffering is right so right. suffering is basically you know when people suffer when they um desire things that don't come to fruition then they suffer right i want this relationship i don't have it i'm suffering you know, but they're not doing anything to produce that. They're not, they're not um, deconstructing it and working on the aspects of that. Maybe I should spend more time with my wife or my husband or whatever. Maybe I should, you know, um, be kinder. Maybe I should do more. Maybe I should, you know, like. But what about things. like depression or anxiety or you know? I, like I think they're just aspects of again, um, not, not understanding that what you do you know has an effect on how you feel right even if you do and crash you've done and you could say okay i won't do it that way again you know let me try a different way you know let me recover and then try a different way you know or you know choose a different thing to work on or whatever it is right mm. it's like you know you're constantly pushing yourself to understand and not just understand but apply it right you're not just getting it you're once you get it you have to apply it to something right otherwise it's just i mean that's just intellectual knowledge mm -hmm. it's not a it's not an experiential knowledge right that's just instructors that they instruct on theory they don't instruct on you know experience that's why we're always going for the people that have the most experience, right? Like here are the nuances of doing this. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that that's way more valuable than the bunch of letters behind people's names because they're supposed to be the experts. Experts have gotten us to the friggin' place where we are in this world right now. Mm. You know, listening to the experts. And, and although there are many positive things, there are many you know, they're, they're, the pandemic has shown that, you know, we roll these people out as experts in this, that, and the other thing, and they're wrong most of the time, or they have a theoretical knowledge, right, but no application. Right. So, right, I right, mean, right. to me, that's, you know, that's the ivory tower cogitors, right? All intellect, no doing, no experience. You know, there's that old meme of like, those who can't do teach, mm -hmm. you know, because it's like, Okay, you know, it's one thing to, you know, um, acquiesce to people asking you to teach them how to do certain things. And there's another thing that you're putting yourself up as a teacher. You well, know. that's exactly my that's I was saying this to Kira the other night. I'm like, I the people that I've studied with, like Odd, Odd Nerdrum and you and um, probably a few others like they that I would that come to mind, like they none of them were promoting themselves as teachers you didn't odd doesn't he i mean you can go live with him and study with him and stuff if you apply and all that kind of thing but he he's not like and even when you're there he's not like okay this is what we're gonna do today he's like whatever you can figure out while you're here, whatever you want to talk about, it's fine. I'm just doing my thing. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So then, and so when it comes to, to be silent, it's like, 
and even my own pro painting program to some degree. It's almost like I feel a little embarrassed about promoting what we're doing in any kind of way because I'm like, like it doesn't even, I, I don't even know what to, like it putting myself or pushing you into that position or anybody else. It's almost like, I don't know. It's just, it, it's very distasteful to me. And it's, it just, I don't know. It makes me, it's, it's, uh, I'm not sure. I think, um, I guess I'm not really sure how to approach that process in terms of offering this to, to people other than just having these conversations with you and figuring out how to post meaningful or valuable content and allow people to come to it on their own if they resonate with it. Or for yeah, I mean, there's it. that. I mean, and, and I would... <laughs> I mean, again, I think that promoting it, 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 it's probably a bad word to say it that way because it implies, you know, marketing to people and doing all that. But, you know, I think by its very nature and what we've talked about already is that it lends itself particularly to me after these years of watching and seeing and comparing, um, you know, it lends itself to working people, people that understand work produces things, you know, that, you know, you don't get to just do, you know, an armchair quarterback, no matter how good you think you are, does not even get you one step on the field. That's why the word magic bothers me because it's like, it's like, Ta-da! <laughs> well, that's the implication, ah. right? Like, oh, look! Oh, I figured no, out some no. secret trick, and right. it's like nothing in my yeah. hand. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like uh, you know, and and to me, that's more of an illusionist. You know, the stage magicians and those kind of guys. I mean, they're like you know, they do fantastical things. They're very entertaining. I love to watch them myself. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, mm. it's like God, they're just they're so skilled. Um, but it has you know, little to do with what we're talking about, which is, you know, how can you limit the field? Uh, you know, how can you limit to your six foot square of dirt to experiment with these things? Because if the six foot square of dirt, you know, doesn't, doesn't produce, you're probably not going to starve unless that's your only source of food. Right. Um, so uh, um, it means that you've isolated it in a very, you know, a very um, limited venture to work out the kinks, to see what works and doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And that's really important. So I, I, I think that that makes sense to working people. You know, yeah, it's, 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 and we're at a stage in our, societal life where like the regular um you know traditions the big ones the christians the you know whatever go on and on and on right that um that people are starting to see that you know they're very simplistic and that that idea doesn't jibe for them anymore you know like so i'm supposed to suffer and still be good here so that later on 
I'll just bask in the glory of God. And that's the end. Well, that's my point. Like that was my, that, that was part of what initiated my analysis of all this stuff, because if you just stick with uh, the idea of all of this stuff is about manifesting a better life. If you just stick with that and you just say perfect health, perfect relationships, perfect financial situation for you, perfect spiritual connection, whatever, you're basically saying that like, and, and if that's the goal, if that's the ultimate goal, let's say, then what you're putting forth is saying like the ultimate goal that we are proposing for people is exactly the same as a Christian. It's just like in, in some ways, because you're, it's except you're just saying like, instead of saying heaven comes later, you're saying you can make heaven here now, mm -hmm. but, but if but you with the ultimate goal is not, I mean, those are just, those are end results that you get from applying things correctly. Right. But, 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 but the bigger but, picture, the bigger context is that then other things will become, uh, other goals will become recognizable to you as something that you might approach and move into with this understanding. If you can affect that, you have great health. If you can affect that, you understand and can manip you know, not manipulate, you can express, you know, great relationship that you can um, achieve good success, you know, and that you have done that through your application of these spiritual energetic principles, then you have a great understanding of how that affects a physical environment, which you're living in, you're producing a physical environment that's conducive to what just be hedonistic the rest of your life? No, being what I mean, the rest of your life? hedonistic you know oh, like right right i've got all right. the money in the world i can jet set wherever i want i can i can be Bezos, i can go to space i can go to mars i can do yeah. this i can build this you know whatever exactly. everything i can get yes. all you know a hundred trophy wives you know i can get you, you know like i can i don't have to manipulate my relationships i can just buy them you know right. i can uh, whatever you know like perfect health whatever i mean those are those are things that allow us more room for growth that's the basic understanding behind that. Right. Right. It's right. another, you know, I've gone from working in my kitchen to an outbuilding with more modern equipment to a full lab. Right. It's each one was a stepping stone to the next to expand. Is do I ever get to a level where it's like, I don't need to do that anymore. I, I can't go any farther with it. I don't think so. At least, you know, not in this context. I, I think that it just keeps, you know, you refine and you do better and you, you know, my experiments come to fruition, you know, and plenty that fail. <laughs> so, you know, but it's, it's learning, you know, how to do those things. But, you know, my six foot square of dirt has expanded over time, right, to incorporate better and better and better, right. And my understanding and knowledge and application of that has fleshed that out into a better environment for those things, right. It's like, I've gone through a number of relationships, you know, quite serious, and, and they failed. And, you know, until I found the one that was 
perfect for me, right? And, you know, and, and increases every day and, and just gets better and better all the time. So, um, uh, so that does a lot, right? And so, and, and is also a very, it's not like I just have rested there and that's like, okay, that's it forever. It's like, I'm constantly, you know, working at it and doing this and doing that in order to make it fresh and keep it new and, you know, keep it evergreen, you know? So that's the idea. It's but that's one of those all things, of these things. And that's one of those things that you, you've said to me on a number of occasions. And that's where I was able to put a lot of this stuff together is you, you saying how your relationship is like an anchor and it gives you this, it, it makes, it gives you a longer tether to go further in your experiences more comfortably because of that anchor. Right. So that's the same with these other things. It's the same with your health. It's the same with your finances, it's the same with everything. All of those, it's like every thing, every aspect of your elemental life, health, relationships, spirituality, money, it's like every aspect of your elemental life that gets stronger, more stable, more harmonious with you as an individual, what you prefer, that becomes your stronger anchor. That becomes that's your right. longer tether. You can that's right. And that's, to me, like it's like, okay, that's the goal. <laughs> right. That's the goal. Maybe. Yeah, because we don't, you know, here's the thing. We That's the exciting goal, the enticing goal. It's like a positive goal. It's not like, instead of like, be good now and go to heaven or go to hell because you fucked up. You know? right. It's right. like, there's not like, there's, it's, it's more, I guess for us, there is the negative. It's like sure. evolve or devolve. Right. Right. And if you devolve far enough, you know, at least in the, the, deeper understandings of those hermetic ideas you know if you devolve far enough you dissolve right you, you there's a dissolution and of your individual of your individual aspect right and that energy gets you know um reconstituted into everything right little aspects of everything and so um yeah and don't you think that like that and that's like that's the pressure that we feel and in some ways that's like when people are suffering, it's like some, I mean, I, I feel like it's, I mean, it's such a, it's like, I feel it's a dangerous territory to explain suffering or like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's so many different forms and it's Correct. So, Correct. And so painful and all that kind of stuff. So like, yep. I don't want to like give the simple answer for that. Cause I don't think that that that's like a, that's like a bazillion conversations worth of like, well, yeah, nuance I mean, it's like and you'd have to have an individual person you know, suffering and talk to them about, about that aspect of suffering right but but generally speaking we could say on a broader level like if you're devolving you're experiencing more pain and more stagnation and probably more suffering or no whatever doubt. because it entails like it's i mean dissolving die you're dying basically like and that's painful right things are coming well, apart you're or you're becoming less less capable instead of more capable or right because less. i mean it, it kind of brings me back to another one of those you know um Taoist principles you know it's like their biggest sin is confusion because it means you don't understand cause and effect you don't under you think things are just happening to you you can't see far enough back 
the thing that you did or didn't do that promoted the sequence to come up with disappointment or suffering at the end, right? You don't understand, you're confused. It's like playing, you know, imagine playing Monopoly with somebody who doesn't have the concept of, you know, like they understand it's a game, but they don't understand the rules and you didn't explain it to them. And they're just <laughs> following the, they're just following the role and that like, they don't understand why if they land on this, they have to pay money. They don't understand why if they land on, you know, like you don't know the rules, how frustrating and confusing, how confusing would that be to somebody if you didn't understand yeah. the rules? And yet we live our lives like that. You right. know, here's the game, you're in it. It's like, figure out the goddamn rules. You know, and if you're so lucky and you ask the right questions, maybe you'll get somebody to explain some of the rules and then you have to check them out because those rules are flexible, right? And they may not be exactly, uh, you know, you can't use that rule on this application or that thing, right? It's like you need, there's a bunch of rules, right? One rule doesn't fit all, right? It's like, <laughs> so, you know. Imagine you as that little guy in the, you know, as the token for the Monopoly game and you're walking around the, you're walking in the board. It's three dimensional. And like, you don't know why somebody just is grabbing money from you. And you don't know why, you know, you landed on this one, you're off to jail. You know, you don't know why, you know, you only went two blocks instead of six blocks. You know, it's like, everything's freaking confusing except the most cursory level, right? And so, of course, this is complex, you know, but it's not, here's the thing. Hence why there's- How could it not be complex when the end result is that you're taking, you're becoming, you're becoming more like the one. And you, you, we don't, we don't, at that level, you can't even understand what it, it, it might even be able to reveal to you what it is that you're expected to do next. But we don't, because we have so little understanding, we don't under, we can't comprehend what that next stage is. Right. And that's what I'm saying, right? It's kind of like, okay, uh, one of the things that I think people strive for that are spiritually oriented is that kind of broader understanding or that kind of broader context to like their life and what's going on here and what's my role and what should I do and how what how can I make things how can I make how can I maximize the meaningful the, the meaning of my my individual life within my proper as close to proper understanding of the context of my life so there's like this search for like truth perspective and how to orient yourself right and so it's funny uh i think with this it's i and that's what this that i've kind of laid out and we're talking about here has given me is like that bigger per broader perspective on it it's instead of saying um like here's here's all the answers it's like here here are here's an intellectual framework for understanding the cosmos and our place in it to, as a starting point as a model and here's how you can apply that model apply yourself to that model to progressively expose yourself to more of the 
broader understanding that you desire if that's something that you want because like it's completely useless to give somebody this like amazing grand view of the universe and their place in it if they can't do shit with it like if you can't do anything with it and it's just going to like stagnate somebody into a drooling puddle and then they're just going to dissolve back into the void because they can't even like manage that purview then it's like well what's the functional what's the functionality in that it's like so this is more like training where you're saying like i'm gonna train i'm like going to the gym I'm like going to get better. I'm going to get a little better. I'm going to go to the gym today. I'm going to the gym today. I'm going to like work out, work out. I'm going to like get stronger, get, make things better, make things more harmonious, adjust myself, tweak things a little bit. And the more that I can do, the more I can do that, the more I can make myself available for something to say, like, here's some more interesting stuff about what you're doing. And here's some cool perspectives and here's some pretty interesting experiences that might be like really novel and exciting and like whatever, because you're not going to blow up if you get them. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And that's again, where, you know, um, limits or a limiting factor is a positive rather than a, a negative com- it's a compassionate you know? act it's a very compassionate act I to mean, have that get, yeah That's imagine that. you know you get you know imagine you get uh you know just like you said you know imagine you are shown you know a perfect world everything's harmonious everything's in it but you're not given even a clue about how you can be in that world or even take or even if it's possible right or even if it's possible and or or and if it was possible even how you could take your first step toward it none of that was available none of that was available that would be the ultimate in suffering right yeah i mean in theory that's the ultimate suffering of hell right is that you know there's a god and you know it's in heaven but you'll never be able to be there that's the ultimate suffering right you know there's eternity but your eternity is going to be longing for something you could never enter ever experience mm-hmm. i mean that's a mind fuck if you, you you ask me you know it's like there's the ultimate suffering you'd be embracing you know, whatever, you know, theoretical pain there might be there, whatever, because nothing would trump that, right? You'd want to be in an oblivion of pain, you know, other than having that ultimate knowledge, right? That that there is this perfect place and that you will never, ever be there right. for eternity, forever. It yeah, it wouldn't make knowledge of that wouldn't make it better. It would make it infinitely worse. Right. (laughs) And, and so that's the thing, right? So, you know, um, yeah. So hence, you know, why they, I I mean, I just, you know, if we scale that back, I mean, it makes sense why we would try, you know, experimenting with these things in a more limited fashion. Right. So that it's not just like, I want to, I make $20,000 a year and I want to make $2 million a year. Let's see how I can do that, you know, um, and, you know, do all these practices with that goal in mind. Okay. You know, but it's like, 
that's like saying you want to paint Rembrandt, but it's like, but you, you've never even tried to draw a stick figure. Right. I mean, there's a lot of, but that's the thing in between. Yeah. 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 Right. 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 I, I think that's the, that's that other missing link, right. Is like, we are so oriented towards the external reality and thinking of things as simple stuff that we acquire. Like, I think that's that's even the difference between somebody who's masterful in relationships to the degree that they could teach people how to be great in relationships versus somebody who's like a neophyte in relationships would be like, oh, like a relationship is something that I just get. And if it's like the right person, then everything's perfect for the rest of time. <laughs> it's like, yeah, good luck with that. You know, right? <laughs> it's like, or it's like, if I could just get to this body looking and feeling the way that I wanted to, then it would just stay that way forever. It's like that I think in money's like that. It's like, like, yeah, you you said you get the $2 million, then I have enough money forever. So everything's perfect and I'm rich. And it's like, no, every single thing that you acquire in this life, including spiritual contact or experience, right? Has to be actively integrated in a way that can be actively lucidly managed and utilized. integrated and utilized going forward to the next stage going forward to the next stage going forward to the next stage and on and on and on and on and on it's not like it's and that's that thing about like coming back to the beginning of the conversation where you were saying like, if you have in your head, there's a spot where you're gonna get to and then everything's gonna be perfect and you can just rest. It's like, you have a wrong idea about the nature of the reality that we live in. Right. And this cosmos, it's like, no, everything's moving. <laughs> everything's evolving or devolving. You're evolving or devolving. And what that means is you learn to manage and integrate and experience more or even if you want to just kind of stay where you are because that's like kind of where you're comfortable right now you don't want to push yourself anymore you still have to do the work of har continuously harmonizing what you have to stay where you are and that in and of itself is a certain degree of like active participation in the creation of your own life right exactly <laughs> you don't get to like opt out there is no like you know like... you stop treading water you go under yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. or you can you know manifest the skills to you know be able to move yourself in the water toward a certain goal right? yeah towards something else towards something else towards right? a beautiful lake with an incredible mountain view or whatever <laughs> whatever right it's like yeah. these are all the things right so it's uh uh yeah i mean i think you know, and again, not to belabor it, but I think that that you know um, utilitarian idea of what we do, you know, is very you know very clear to people who work for a living. You know, I mean, that's what it's come to. I've come to you know understand is that there's a reason, you know, and. And there's also, you know, here's the other thing. We can look at that in, in the opposite way. There's a reason that, you know, a lot of people that write these books and whatever. What are, books? 
you know, like books on esoteric practice or books on this, you know, those types of things that they steer clear of, you know, they make it more elitist, right? In, in, in the worst sense of the words and that, you know, maybe you have a little more education and you're, you know, you understand certain words, you know, or, you know, a lot of times I find that they don't understand the words. They just kind of shake their head and go along with it because they don't want to look dumb. Right. But, um, but the people that write them have only done it through theory. You know, we're back to ivory tower cogitors and they don't, they, and, and the reason that they don't express it in clear terms, you know, is because if, if, if the people that they're talking to can't understand it, you know, they blame it on people that, that, uh, you know, these blue collar workers are too dumb. They're not educated. They're not going to get these theories and ideas. It's like, that's not it at all. It's that they've never done it in practice. You know, the people that write these books are theoretician, you know, you know, they're theoretical scientists, you know, it's like, they're just putting out one theory is as good as the next. If you don't experiment with it and make it come to fruition, bad or good, right. And result yes, or end result, no, and then reapply again. Right. It's, so it's like, it's a, it's, it's a very veiled way of not having somebody, cause I can tell you, you know, plenty of, you know, my, my uh, students that are, that are, you know, blue collar workers, you know, and have done very well in their careers and whatever, you know, they're very practical. That's the other part. I love that practicality aspect, right? Because they'll say, I don't understand that. What do you mean? And then things like, what's the first step that I can take that I can do in order to flesh this out or to try to figure this out? very, you know, great, right? If you ask that to some of these intellectuals, they're just going to go, you know, oh, read this book or read that book or whatever, but there's no doing. There's no physical doing. There's no action to take because they've never taken an action. So it's, you know, I believe, you know, I used to think, oh, the reason these people are writing so kind of erudite is because you know, they're educated and they're this and they're that. But what I've come to experience over the years is that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're just spurting out theories that they've never, ever ex expounded on, you know, never put into practice. And so they really don't have an idea if it works or not. They're just theoretically, you know, saying that it should work because these things, well, every scientist says it should work. They don't set up theories to not work. They don't set up you know, experiments to dis, well, I mean, sometimes to disprove theory, you know, but, but basically, you know, it's, it's like, they just don't do, they skip that whole part. Now I'm not talking about everybody because we know there are, you know, I have colleagues that have written books and they're very, you know, they're very good at what they do and how they express it. And they have done the practical work, but the majority of these people that I've seen and, you know, that I've had conversations with and, um, not always good, you know, and have read their books and gone through them and name some that, names, Brian. Come on, let's yeah, call some people out. No. <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding. I don't want to get into that pissing. Contest, obviously, you know? obviously. I'm um, just... Because that just weighs into that whole theoretical idea. You know? Yeah, it's like it's definitely. like uh, so. But, you know, it's not because, you know, they're whether it's intentional or not, they're not writing 
with the idea that they're going to write to these intellectuals. They're writing to intellectuals because intellectuals won't call them out. Blue collar people will call you out on your shit. You know? Well, that's what I mean too, is like, I feel like one of the biggest challenges in some ways for my job as like designer, marketer, whatever of to be silent and building the website and writing all the words and making some posts and all that kind of stuff is like, it is a, a, all what we do is in many ways tainted by that kind of stuff where it's like, well, and you know, but when I, and it's funny cause it's like, okay, well, when I think about it, a, a lot of, a lot, most religions are, most religions have some, somebody who has some reason for saying that's dumb or that doesn't work, or that's useless, or that's of no value, or you're just kidding yourselves, or whatever. So I think uh, in some ways, it's almost my responsibility to kind of just like get over that too, and just not like worry about that. Because it because when it comes down to it, it's really only just about like, make it like you said, making it as clear as plain as simple and as logical in terms of like what's the next step somebody can take if they want to experiment and that's what i was thinking i was talking to Kira about this because she got um she was she got this exercise program and it was like an introductory exercise program and i'm like that's a great model for to be silent and of course that's what we did with the 42 days right right, right. um but uh i think that hypothetically if we wanted to do it and i'm kind of considering making even just like a written outline would be um you know uh here's like a 30-day routine it's like okay you you know or you pick your goal or whatever and then it's like on day one you do this on day two you do this on day i mean we i we did that with the 42 days but i think that in some ways it's a larger investment of time because there's a lot of content there to watch there's a lot of sure. conversations to sure. sift through and then apply them and all that um but yeah it's you know. i mean on one level i think you're right on another level we also have to understand right from the beginning how um how limiting something like that can be as well, right? Like 30 days is nothing, right? But 30 days would give you a decent foray into, you know, like, um, you know, having some effect in your life, right? Like, it doesn't take that much time to get some kind of effect, you know? So it's like, it may not be the end result that you're looking for, but right, we're not talking about that. We're talking about, getting some kind of practical effect from the practices, whether that's internally, externally, whatever, that it's changing you in somehow, because if it is, then you know, you're on the right track. Now it's just refinement. Give me one second. And I know <laughs> it's okay. Bathroom break. <laughs> I still go by my, uh, <laughs> I sent you that thing the other day and I just, I was howling over that, like that woman that posted that like, 
uh, replacing coffee with green tea is statistically oh. proven to remove 80 87% of your fucking joy in life. That you still have left. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> so is that your iced coffee then? This is actually my tea. <laughs> Got to challenge myself. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that. You know, no, it's okay. I just, I think that. I mean, that's, you know what I mean, right? That's it's a, like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just think, like the idea. You know, I've always sort of been this utilitarian. You know, but I, I think for me though, it, it, it's like, uh, I never up to this point, I wasn't really able to marry that utilitarian focus on making your life here now as good as it can be with what what's the broader spiritual context, context. that we're striving yeah. within yep. other than just trying to make things perfect right here basically i mean i think you know for me making things perfect here is you know that's the preliminary experiments of trying to prove out the larger context theory you know like yeah. if you do this well or you don't do it well you know by your own standards then you have you know the ability to apply these rules and principles and application of those things in um in not just the small six foot square but in the 80 acre square as well you know You've got enough experience with that that you can apply that overall in every, you know, in every territory of those four territories, right? So, <clears throat> so, and that makes you ready to apply it to whatever comes next, you know, and that's the whatever funny that thing. is. That's the funny thing too, right? <clears throat> I, I, in, in kind of, in writing this out, I also got a better sense of how everybody is doing this regardless of whether they have the same intellectual framework that i've come up with that i've shared here and we've discussed because in anyone who's simply striving to make any aspect of their life better or to them, which is more harmonious to themselves, more of what they prefer. They are involved in that process. Yep. So there, this is, this literally, it makes hermeticism as a practice ultimately neutral because it's oh, yeah. literally just like, here's a intellectual framework and a um and exercises that you can do to try and uh, try and make the life that you want and evolve um but like you know using this set of tools using your mind essentially 
It's like, well, and not just your mind, but then you, you know, how do you apply that? I mean, we don't want to get trapped in just using our mind. That's the law of attraction deal where you sit on the couch and imagine you have a million dollars in front of you and poof, there's a million dollars in front of you. If you do it well, it's like, no, you use that. That's the mindset model to, yeah, you use that. The idea is that what you are will attract more of what you are, right? What you think about most of the time is what you produce, right? Or what you become. And so that's why, again, like, you know, like a lot of times, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's a simple statement, but it's, you know, it's been reproduced a number of times, like why, you know, people even like, you know, Jordan Peterson will be like, you know, by your fruits, you shall know them. Right. It's like pears don't produce walnuts. Right. It's like walnut trees produce walnuts. Right. And, <laughs> and so on and so forth. Right. If you, um, you know, people's actions tell you what they actually believe. Mm-hmm. It's not a mystery. Mm-hmm. People's actions will literally tell you what they hold as a belief system really not not yakking about it not thinking about it you can't get in their heads you know but actually seeing how they move maneuver through the world what they find is valuable what they discard is not valuable you know these are the things that you know this will for the person that can see that they'll see exactly what those what those people believe internally in the subconscious you know it's being expressed through their actions that's for everyone that's for all of us right Mm. so you can't get away from it not for any length of time you know um so that's 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 what it is i mean i just why i think that you know Although hermeticism seems like it's extremely technical, I believe that that practical aspect of it comes through stronger than in most traditions. You know, it's about making you neutral, you know, that you want the truth more than you want to be right. You don't just want some comfortable confirmation that you're thinking in the right way or whatever it is. It's like you want it to be proved out to you. You want to prove it to yourself that if I hit this ball, it's going to go sailing off in that direction. Not if I hit this ball, I have no frigging clue where it's going to go and it might come back and hit me in the head. You know, it's like (laughs) at least you want to bet on percentages that if I hit it in this direction and I'm not standing in front of it at the same time that it's not going to hit me. Right. I mean, this is the whole thing. And yet people go through their lives willy nilly shooting off in every direction and not knowing what this word is going to do, how it's going to impact your life, how you know, uh, how being kind to this person is going to impact your life, how being miserable to another person is going to interact your life, how, um, you know, uh, working above your measure is going to produce a better effect for you down the road or not, or, you know, working less than your potential will produce another type of stagnation, you know? So it's like, um, all of these things, you know, we have unlimited 
except for our lifetimes. We have unlimited things that, you know, prove those things out to us every day, opportunities that present themselves that will prove those beliefs out to us, right? If you realize what it is that you're engaging when you engage it, and then you consciously apply those techniques or those things, or uh, at least the understanding, um, and apply them in a way that will produce a certain effect. And does it produce the effect I want or does it not produce the effect I want? And is it just random? Uh, you know, and maybe then I have to go back to the drawing board and say, I'm not applying this correctly or I'm not looking at this the right way. And, you know, or I'm not consistent enough with applying this in order to, you know, um, you know, maneuver through this situation. Uh, you know, it's, it's, that's the tricky part, right? It's not a one size fits all. I mean, the, the principles apply to everything across the board, but the subtleties of application, right? The subtleties of knowing, you know, and the wisdom to know when to act, when not to act and how to act to what degree to act, you know, all of these things, those are the nuances of, you know, creation basically, you know, I mean, it's, it's incredible when you think about it. And when you start going down that path, you can get overwhelmed very quickly. Right. So it's better to have I'm overwhelmed just thinking about it. <laughs> exactly. Right. Because so then how do you, how do you refine a limiting territory to experiment with these things? Right. You know, that's the whole idea of limits as a, as a really good thing. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so you want to do it with smaller things in the beginning. So you get a feel for it rather than being overwhelmed, trying to reproduce a Rembrandt when you don't even have a pencil and paper. Right. And right. try to figure out how to do all, you know, like how do I do 10 years, 15, 30 years of practice before I can even attempt to reproduce something like Rembrandt, you know, right, right, it's right. like, the, the, you know, these are the things. So you, you know, it's just the practicality of hermeticism says, Take small steps and, and figure the shit out as you go, you know, and try to be as objective and neutral as possible. Hold both ideas with the same level of intensity to take yourself out of this dualistic nature and become, you know, one, right? That, that both things have the potential to occur. One may be favored than the other as far as outcome goes, right. but you know, both have the potential to occur, right? So, and what I put my focus on the most and apply in the right way mm -hmm. has a much stronger probability of being produced than those things I just leave up to chance because there is no chance. It's just that somebody else's, whether it's a grand scheme, you know, of, of organizations like governments and religions and those types of things or individuals in a small community or even families, right? That say like, if you just give up your agency, then I'm going to use your energy as if it's just general trough that I can go to and drink from whenever I want. Raw material. Raw material for my strong idea of what I want to happen. Mm. You'll become part of somebody else's plan if you don't have a plan for yourself. It's inevitable, can't be helped. It's the way it's set up. So, 
So that's your only choice. And then how do you do that? You know, how do you take control? Small increments, right? Small increments because, you know, but it's your desire, you know, once you have one success, you know, then it's like, ooh, nobody needs to market to you. <laughs> you know now, right? Hit yeah. your thumb with a hammer, you get your fingers out of the way, <laughs> right? You know, you make something beautiful, you start seeing where everything can be beautified, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, these are the things. It's like one success, no matter how small, will you know, grab somebody and promote them to doing more to like, let's see if I can expand this out. You know, I built a dog house. Maybe I could build a shed. So ah. I think, I, I think it would be very valuable for us to think about how we can design smaller things like that. I mean, I know, like I said, there's the 42 days on the website and yeah, but I just, it's very broad and not specific enough, you know? Yeah. And it's I even just put up a new tasting. I even just put up a pdf for the burning meditation that outlines the process yep and, and gives like a theoretical introduction or whatever so that's on the site too but uh but yeah i think it would be kind of cool to have something that was very that was pretty concisely oriented in terms of like time um how, how does somebody fill in the result that they want how long should they try this and how much time is it going because those are those questions that kira was bringing up to me about even the thing that she got we were talking about it and she was like well it's kind of like okay all right well if it's if it's um an exercise thing then it's like oh here's the exercises that you want to do every, you know this is on this day you do this on this day you do this on this day that, and then there's like oh then meal planning oh you want to eat th you know here's some options and here's some recipes and do and she's like oh man it's just there's so many things when you're starting something new to think about and how am I going to integrate that into my life and how much time is it going to take? And it's new. So I'm like, I'm learning, I'm not only having to do it, but also learning how to do it and all and on and on and on and on. So how do you make that experiential on-ramp as smooth and, and, uh, and interesting as possible like and engaging as possible like well i think it's you know everybody's a little bit different and i think people overestimate their abilities you know for the most part you know so it's like you buy those programs and it's like regardless of what it is i mean exercise and diet is a good one right where it's like okay you know, here's the whole program. Here's how you're going to integrate this and this and this and this. And it's like, and I would take that as like almost that whole thing as an end result and say like, okay, how I know my, me, I know how many times I've done this and it hasn't worked out. I know how many times, you know, that I get to, here's my pitfalls or here's my things where I fall, you know, fall down, you know, and it's like, okay, you know, here's a meal plan do one meal a week planned out for, you know, a month, you know, and then the next month you do, you know, two meals a week, you know, and it's like, so you're, you're learning the skill set it takes to do those things. And so by the time you get to the second month and you've got, you know, two meals a week that you're planning out, you know, you have the skill set to, to utilize, you know, to, to 
um, render those two meals, um, you know, in a week in the time it took you to do one the first time. Right. But I mean, I think one of the things that you're saying all the time is you're, you're always saying like, you know, make your, make the goal more concise and then do run your experiment so that you can see like, did it come out? Did it not come out? And you're advocating for a very scientific approach to spirituality. They're saying that that's basically what hermeticism is, but then how do you like if you're a hermeticist or a scientist of spiritual experience let's say how do you like what what's a because a scientist let's say they're in a chem chemistry they're in chemistry class there's basic experiments that you do in a chemistry class sure right you like learn how to synthesize some compound or whatever but super sure. simple so like you were saying boil water that's like a super simple chemistry experiment like the right. simplest one possible freeze water yeah. and boil it and right. you know sublimated and you know concentrated and you know whatever so it's like but um so in in some ways i think that to me, that would be very powerful if we could come up with like, here's a basic experiment with time parameters and, and, uh, and simple enough that somebody could actually try it yep. with some kind of outcome that like some kind of specific outcome that they would, they should be looking for. Yep. It's like, oh, can I, can you experience, ex uh, can you create this, or, you know, experience, um, and did you get that? Can we, okay, let's like, to me, that would be like the best way, the easiest way for someone to say like, you know, here's a free thing that doesn't suck. <laughs> Basically, here's a free thing that's awesome for you to try or very inexpensive thing for you to try or whatever that is uh, very little financial commitment and also like uh, a relatively small time commitment, but with, but a time commitment that could be expanded if you wanted to intensify the speed or degree of the results. Right. So think about it. <laughs> Already thinking about it. I know. Like a little gears <laughs> turning over there. I'm like, because that's, that's how it should be. Right. If that's the, if that's the idea, if that's the broader model, the broader landscape of the model, then it's like, okay, well then take, collapse the broader landscape of the model down to something extremely finite and then just say like well if this is sparking your curiosity try this for a day or a week or a month or 42 days or 90 days or whatever right. whatever is the minimum necessary to produce an outcome that somebody would go like that was awesome. Like, that was really cool. That was great. Wow. I'm awesome or great or whatever label you want to use because it was either um, novel, interesting, exciting, or started, or even just where there would, before there was like just stagnation or there was status, status quo for a very long time. Now there's movement, whatever that, you know, whatever that is. Cause that's all, I mean, that's, I think that we did that in my training from the beginning, but, but it was a by, but it happened to some degree by default because I was so hungry for experience, for understanding that 
you gave me like all this stuff to try and all these things to do and to learn and to read. And I would, I just devoured everything. Right. And then I just, and I practiced my ass off. So, but I don't think that I was getting, I wasn't getting like, you were never saying here is here's you were never in um suggesting results that may occur that i could look for um you were telling me the same things that we've been talking about in this conversation these principles of like yeah. oh you know how you should apply yourself and i was just doing it but i took a very shotgun approach so it was like just doing everything it was like well all these things started happening and things started changing and oh this is cool and that's cool and this is happening i wasn't expecting that and this is awesome and then i'd come to you and i'd be like dude this is happening and it's been happening every day since i started doing this exercise what is going on how do <laughs> i understand this you know and like and uh but but um yeah so maybe there's a way to make that more slightly more finite put it in a six foot box right put it in a six foot box all right think about it yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> i'll write down a few notes that i'm already thinking about and okay because i think it has to start with something that's you know people can put in their own thing but if we want to give them a intact here's what you do step by step yeah here's your goal relatively, you know, like, here's what you should think about when you express your goal. You know, here's how you should come up with a goal. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like that's yep. within the parameters of what you're doing. Yes. You know, if it's health, it's this, you know, if it's, I'll take some, I mean, I have good access to those type, that type of information because I see people every day for their health. So, um, yeah. And yeah. And here's the meditation, but here's the guided meditation right it's like okay, right. just do this but you don't even all you have to do is hit play yeah all you have to do like here's a you have today you're going to read these two paragraphs you're going to either sit down and write something out or you're going to push play and sit in a sit with your back straight and your eyes closed and listen to this yep and like do that just do that just do this just do this and it's like yeah i mean because I mean, it, I mean, it, like I said, uh, even your course with learning strategies, your four elements course to me is like that in a way, it I is. mean, it is that. And that's why, and I was like, when I, when I'm listening, I'm like, this is, this is awesome. This is awesome. Because you, instead of you're like removing the friction of learning the new thing by holding someone's hand through the process, even my 15 years of doing this stuff with you. And I listen to that course and I'm every time I listen to a segment of it or do a segment of it, I'm like, this is great. I love this. This is so great. And part of it is just, there's, it's just, there's zero friction to integration. And by just doing the following along with the handheld method, I'm learning it by default. And then I'm already kind of greased the wheels. And then if I go to do it myself, then those, those wheels are already greased. I'm not, I don't have to yep. be like, wait, what was that? Do I have to do it? I don't know. I don't remember. I'm not sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. I will, I'll put the squash to it and see what happens. Great. <laughs> yeah. All That's, right. Uh, cool. You know, yeah, I, I, 
it shouldn't be that difficult to do you know yeah, to be honest no i don't think so i mean i feel like we've done more of the harder things already we just oh, like of course. put together massive yeah, no programs doubt. no doubt like no doubt very detailed like yeah. long conversations that explore the depths of everything and like and like you know what i mean it's like that's all that's that's that <laughs> that part's done so right uh, we can do that all day so yeah 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 um yeah <laughs> okay cool cool all right well thanks man i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna uh, publish this as a podcast so uh cool whoever listened to the two and a half hours of it thanks for being with us yeah <laughs> hope you enjoyed it <laughs> yeah and if you have any questions send them in you know i'll try to be um, <clears throat> try to refine my answers down as much as possible well we, i know <laughs> the we started... more utilitarian view yeah, you know yeah yeah well i think i mean in in some ways i always, i almost feel like this is like a i know we already put about a bunch of episodes out but i feel like this is almost like a a rebirth of the podcast in a way because if we continue to do this to me this is a good like starting point because for me it's like okay broadest context possible grasp with a with a with st stepping down to my functional understanding of it and being able to like express that and talk about that to me gives that broader context or container or whatever to all the work so that, so that then when you and I are having a conversation next time or whatever about what's you know this exercise or this practice or sure, what i'm going sure, sure, what, sure. what i want to bring up with you or talk to you about then i can always actually reference it back to like what what it is that we do and what what we are offering to people yeah makes sense so cool thanks man no problem thanks for, thanks for your time no it's good it gives me mental gymnastics as well you know yeah it's fun <clears throat> to I mean, my thing is always trying to articulate it in a way that is understandable to the most people, you know? Yeah. So um, with, you know, the eye to the practical, not so much the theoretical. Yeah. To me, that makes more sense than anything. Yeah. I feel and like I, that's what's missing. Yeah, definitely. And I, And just for me, from my personal standpoint, I think the theoretical part was always a point, the, one of my greatest points of stagnation maybe because of like fear or whatever. It's just like, how am I going to do something wrong? Like, it's like, and, and like even synthesizing all this stuff that we've talked about, I feel a physical relief, like a bodily physical relief inside myself. And I feel like I have more physical energy and less like, uh, you know, like chaos, chaos. Yeah. Within myself. I'm like, okay. Oh, <sighs> Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's direction, right? I mean, that's it's the It's direction. Idea. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, now I can wind myself up and put myself in a direction and not be like overthinking everything all the time. Exactly. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's so important for people, you know, because it's like, I mean, it is a very overwhelming environment, right? So things pulling at us from every direction and you know, and more so very, now than ever, more so now than ever, you know, and it's like, it's always very tempting to sort of go into, um, you know, a defensive mode, get inside your shell, because you're just feeling like you're being attacked from every angle, right? One thing resolves, another thing comes up. And, you know, it's very overwhelming. It, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's, um, 
I do believe, you know, without being like conspiracy, I just think that it's like, it's done that way on purpose, you know, that, um, what technology, the internet, app, all of like that stuff is media, like, again, like... to push us to either evolve or devolve, you know, that's accelerated too, right. Our understanding, you know, like I said, I mean, most people, you know, understand, or at least can sort of mouth the idea about the observation effect, right? So that the, the observer affects the, um, the experiment, right? So, and um, again, you know, it's like, it's very, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, I think the powers that be, whatever they are at this point, and I don't mean anything spiritual, but maybe to some degree, some, some of that as well, right? As above, so below. But that, you know, people in those positions of power that have set up these organizations or, you know, um, you know, they've, they've, we can't say that it's all bad you know, there's a lot of shit that's really good, right? That's, you know, we've, you know, we have so far lights that turn on and off and everything works pretty well and buildings aren't falling on our heads. And, you know, it's like, there's, there's a lot of good stuff that's happened, you know, poverty's reducing, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, it depends on what people put their focus on, right? And, and the media and all of these things have focused us on the most negative aspects of stuff constantly because we're hardwired for threat assessment. And so when somebody's saying, here's a threat, here's a threat, here's a threat. It's like, you, you don't get to ignore that or that's just willful denial. Right. And so, um, and we do do some of that, right? Like, does this, is this, you know, the idea is that if I know this, that somehow I'll be able to defend against it or change it in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, but that's far from the truth, right? These things, these organizations are behemoths and they will roll over any individual unless you can find a way to oh, 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 escape so through the treads. Basically you know? you're saying like, if you look at the internet and, um, mass media and things like that being biased towards the negative or even the things that like draw the most impulsive attention of any kind are right now available to us or they are accelerating the evolutionary process because they you are either um uh manipulated by them or they uh, they create kind of a, in an, a chaotic energetic environment in which you can utilize all of the the turmoil to or the flexibility of things to uh, in, in instigate and accelerate your own evolutionary process from within right but basically like the potential for devolving or dissolving quicker is available because the things that suck you into that zone of losing your own um, agency agency are so strong and so yeah. and so available all the time anytime that you right. want right yeah they'll suck you into the black hole of you know the end result will be you'll be so overwhelmed you'll curl up into a ball and just say just tell me what to do <laughs>
Just tell me what to do. I give up my agency. Just tell me what to do. I still want to have that idea that I could have agency anytime I want, but just tell me what to do. It's like, that's a very common state. And that's one we should avoid at all costs. Right. Yeah. It's like, do you know what the top 2%, you know, um, what, the, you know, one of the, you know, cause it all starts at that upper level, right. Whether it's plasma TVs or God knows what, you know, it starts with the people that can afford it first. Right. And then that, then that becomes a trend of things that people desire to have as well so that they feel like they can be as if they were, you know, in that 2% in that one little territory. Um, and you know, it's such a, such a ridiculous sort of gerbil wheel that you never get off. Right. And that it's like, um, (laughs) but but it is funny and you know the one thing that i haven't seen caught on yet and it's been going on for i don't know two three years now is you know the elites saying that um at least the financial elites right saying that you know they'll do one month a year you know completely without any kind of media no phone no internet, no news, no, you know, just like they'll watch movies for entertainment or they'll do this or that, listen to music, but no like informational yeah. crap. And that's like two years at the spa is one month of that gone away. And they, they, and the funny part is, is they'll even express like, you know, that first week it's like, they're practically going through, you know, the DTs for alcohol withdrawal, you know, it's like they're shaky, they're, you know, they're hyper frenetic, they're whatever, you know, it's like their brain is jonesing for that constant stimulation. And the things that that produces chemically in your body and emotionally in your body, right. And so that first week is like, you know, horrible. And the second week is a little less horrible, but there's moments of peace in there. And then by the third week, you're like in this state of, you know, peace and that that's so rejuvenating, you know, that by the fourth week, you're, you know, things that you wouldn't even consider have considered before now are starting to look appetizing to you, like more time alone, more, you know, time to just read a book and think more time to have discussions with friends or, you know, all of that stuff, right? It's like before it was just sort of like, I can fit it in where I can fit it in. I'm too busy. I've got too many things going on. And it's like, most of that's just hamster wheel stuff, right? And and um, so I don't see that trend catching on very well, you know, with everybody else, you know? Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that everybody else could actually utilize it more than these people could, right? That being able but that's, to, but it's interesting. That being that. able to pull back your own energy, not have it be dispersed in that shotgun approach of thinking, you know, thinking that you can affect all of these things, being on this constant high state of alert, adrenaline leaking into your system constantly, you know, not sleeping well because your mind is overactive, not, you know, right. all of these things kind of always feeling a little jittery or a little depressed or whatever because you're overwhelmed constantly we know 
we know the track of that when it comes to a physical kind of addiction, but this is a mental kind of addiction that translates so long into the physical body that you're, it's basically, it. the whole idea is to get you to consciously shut down and turn over your agency. That's, that's the end goal here. Become a drone. You don't have a plan for yourself or you're not disciplined enough to put your plan into practice or you don't know the steps to put your plan into practice then we'll give you part of our plan. You know, here's where you work your ass off six days a week, make minimum wage and pay a third of that into taxes for us. You know, you're a good cow. You've produced enough milk this week. We'll let you eat a little bit and tell you that it's good food, but it's really just genetically modified crap, you know, so that you can produce more milk tomorrow. You know, so, you know, Here's what you should expect. Here's what you desire. And, you know, that picture is going to remain in front of your face while, you know, you're doing our bidding, but you're never really going to get it because it's just a picture. You know, it's not the thing itself. And even the thing itself would leave you flat because then, you know, I mean, it just goes on and on, right? These machinations. Of, well, what know, doesn't that... how, what will make you shut down, basically? So giving yourself that bit of reprieve and saying like, what would happen if I just didn't have any of this for 30 days? Yeah. What would happen if I didn't? I'm telling you, it's like, you know, um, it, it's, it's, it's mind blowing. But that's a, how much but, relief that gives people. But that's the thing that you're saying about um, like you, uh, you are what you think about most of the time. And it's not just like, oh, you're the mental aspect, but it's also the physical part of like how you engage. It's more like, oh, okay, if your life consists of looking at that stuff constantly or engaging that way, it's like, even though a lot of it paints a picture of, like you said, like, here's the end result that you could be going for, but you're never going to get there or whatever, because basically like, the activity that you engage in most of the time is how you pattern yourself. It's like, it's more like the pattern of action that you take all the time is the pattern that you become. So like, it's not like, even though that th those activities, like they kind of, they suggest like, oh, there's a place in the future where you're going to get, and it's going to be, everything's going to be great. And you're going to be on the beach or, <laughs> or you're yeah. going to get to finally rest. It's like, no, no, no. If you just keep being this pattern, then you will just keep being that pattern and you will just keep being that. That is what your, that is what your existence is Correct. becoming. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And, and I think people feel that. Like, they feel it. They of, just can't identify it. You know, like they, even the amount of time that I spend looking at my phone or whatever, like, I'm just like, I'm starting, I like, I'm like, oh, like, ah, ah, like, get away from me. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. Less. And, you know, because less of you please <laughs> yeah i mean that's the thing and when you have that more time that's not occupied your mind is able to run more efficiently more effectively and, and as those chemicals you know of of um of hyper vigilance and you know adrenaline start to go down you sleep better and then your sleep better you perform better the next day and you know you're you're able to focus look when somebody's telling you that the proxy war between the U.S. and Russia could produce a nuclear war, <laughs> it, it makes it pretty difficult to say, I should do the dishes now. 
that's important or I you should, should do, do anything except now. for like building a bunker or whatever exactly and which it, is so also, funny which is also something that you can't do right so it's like you can't you don't have the facilities to do that so you again you get into this double bind where you just have to curl up under your bed and hope that somebody will save your ass and it's you know? so ridiculous too because like even the people that have like those top like the top 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 there's tons of those top top one percenter you know financially people that like are building bunkers and like fallout shelters and yeah. like survivalist food stores yeah, there's and, whole like, communities of them it's like it's like so all of your wealth has bought you a hole in the ground freedom to <laughs> to exist with none of your stuff for the rest of your life yeah or what or like the mental state of like now you need to protect this and you're spending all of your money and your time to try and like whatever you know make sure that you won't die things won't change you'll be in this spot forever because <laughs> you want to maintain your perfectly wealthy life even under the event that like the whole world blows up so, yeah like, where's your perfect life now it doesn't sound like very much fun. there ain't a lot of perfection there you know um yeah so anyway i you know i sort of like the idea of pulling back from that because it opens up your space around you to let your thoughts flow in the direction that you want them to flow Mm-hmm. not being derailed all the time and putting you in this state of, you know, overwhelm constantly where and nothing matters. It doesn't matter if you have a good relationship or a great relationship, because in the context of the bigger picture, you know, the world is fucked. It doesn't matter. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter if you're just scraping by and surviving because, you know, people that you know that are doing twice as well as you are still are miserable and scraping by and surviving because they've gone beyond their means. You know, it's like, there's all of these things where, you know, it's very clear for people to, you know, to sort of be so overwhelmed that they project that overwhelmed sensation into every aspect of their life, mm. you know, mm. and, you know, that brings you to a place of feeling like the end result is you have no agency. And it's like, but that is far from the case. You're just giving it away. You're giving it away and they're utilizing it. You know, whatever system you're in, they're utilizing that agency. They're utilizing your energy to fuel their program of whatever it is that they want, you know? And so, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like you, you know, that's, that's not something you want to buy into, Mm. you know, or at least realize it when you're doing it. And then you have your agency back. Yeah. And then know that like, okay, what's the next, what is the next step? The next best step I can take to taking back my agency and producing within the context of all this overwhelm and bullshit you know, can I produce a great family? Can I produce, you know, with all the relationships intact? Can I produce, you know, um, success enough that makes us comfortable and feel a level of security for whatever time we have left here, you know? 
can I do that? <clears throat> you know, can I make, what's the next best step I can do to, you know, create better health in my life, you know, a healthier body, a healthier mind, you know, um, you know, and, and in the bigger context, you know, that, you know, what is, you know, the spiritual context, which, you know, if we think about spirituality in any, in any capacity, it's like, it's something that was before us and it was continuing after us. So, you know, how do we, you know, pop into this place and how do we, when we pop out, where do we go? Where do we come from? Where do we go? You know, what's our role in this bigger giant context, which is so far out of our normal physical existence every day, supposedly, or at least I don't see the connections. Can I see the connections? And if I do see the connections, you know, can I express them in a way that shows me there's a cause and effect to this whole physical thing? Mm. And it's not, and the cause and the causes are not always physically generated. You know, that's all. It's like, I mean, that's a lot, but that's, you know, it's like extracting yourself from some of that constant feed in of like the sky is falling will give you the, you know, the ability to think more clearly with more room and space in your head that the things that are just so overwhelming right now become very clear to you. And there's a certain element of relaxation that goes along with that, right? Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things about the burning meditation that's so great. It's like, exactly. yeah, you get that physical relief and that mental relief and you're actually relieving yourself of energetic stagnation and burden and frustration and fear that's and overwhelm it. and all those kinds of things and the end result of that is like you see things more clearly and you feel better physically <laughs> and isn't that you know and isn't that the admonition of like you know at least from the Taoists and i would say from the hermeticists too right it's like see a see the clear picture of the world and see your place in that picture clearly. And then if you don't like the place where you are, let's say you're down in the right-hand corner of that picture, you know, it's like, but you'd rather be in the center of that picture. What's the next most direct or best step I can take to move myself from this place to that place? Right. And that's us, it in a nutshell. That's yeah. what we do. Yeah. And basically that's like what I'm saying here is like, here it's like here's your job evolve yeah and how do you do that right now pick something in your life that could be better that's the you know maybe the source of the greatest pain or frustration or, or whatever and try to improve it to your preference which would make it more harmonious with you and use this uh energetic or spiritual approach to to affect it because in doing so you will make that thing better but you'll also get to experience a uh what that basically what you're saying is you, know, you get to experience a you'll have a different perception of cause and effect from a level that gives you more agency, agency and experiential agency knowledge of your agency knowledge right. of your capacity to influence cause and effect to your liking 
because that's power right and that's like that's that whole thing of that i was gonna say that's the don juan castaneda thing of um you know i always that i never really understood that until now what don juan meant but he always called himself a man of knowledge and it's like that's that it's like now it makes sense it's like oh that was his goal that was his goal for castaneda was to train it's like yeah they use the word sorcerer or whatever but at the end of the day that's the thing he always came back to it's like i'm a i'm a person of knowledge you know, and I'm training you to be that too. And right. It's like, yeah. 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 Person of knowledge, a person of experience. A person of experience. Yeah. You're just, you just, you know, you're directed in a certain experience, you know, in an energetic experience that then if you are skilled enough and nuanced enough will eventually manifest in your physical environment as well. So, yeah. yeah. You just, you know, you need to know the intricacies of that in order to make it seamless rather than something that will flip back on you and destroy you. Right. You know, which is way possible. So, you know, it's, um, but most people don't have the, you know, the potential or they have the potential. They don't have the ability to create a situation that's going to destroy them right from the bat. Oh yeah. yeah. So you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that. (laughs) It's like, we give you, you know, we're going to try to do this and make this, you know, these um, incremental exercises over a limited time for a, for a smaller end result so that you can have the experience of what it's like to go through that on a very cursory level. And that you'll experience what things you're going through while you're doing this, you know, from the day-to-day practices or whatever it is, but also, you know, did that, what effect did that produce down the road, you know, in a week in two weeks and three weeks at the end, right? What are the incremental results that I'm seeing in this? You know, always keeping your eye on the target, not being distracted by other flashy, shiny things, right? showing the benefits of being able to focus and then be able to relax and see, you know, the juxtaposition between those two things are constantly there. Right. And how much do I put my attention on one or the other? Right. And how do I move through this? How do I do things with this? How do I utilize this? You know, and what end result does this produce? And if it produces, you know, um, a decent result for me, whether it's exactly what I wanted, or maybe really good, but not exactly what I wanted, or better than I could have expected. Um, you know, does that mean, wow, this really works? Yeah, to some degree, but try it a couple more times to see if you can really refine the practice down those simple practices down. Does it work with everything? Is it a principle? You know, are you, you know, because then you're just building on that format, right? That skeletal framework of cursory stuff to uh, make your life better. It's better, you know, this is truly the, you know, the destination is great, but the journey is just as great. You know, I don't do the whole, the journey is everything, the destination is nothing. That's bullshit, right? Otherwise you'd have no driving force to drive you on that journey, you know, bliss, does not promote evolution. Nobody moves out of bliss. Okay, that's a bullshit idea. If you're perfectly comfortable, 
nothing is going to move you from that spot other than something that wants that spot. <laughs> You're not intentionally going to move out of that spot because why would you to find another blissful spot? I don't, you know, like it just, it doesn't make any sense. Right. So bliss does not promote evolution. Bliss taken away promotes evolution. <laughs> <laughs> that promotes evolution like nobody business. Okay. <laughs> you know, so uh yeah so it's and like... i think that's the thing too is like it's it it helps me to replace my expectations of um of like well why isn't everything perfect for you or for me or for every practitioner who's ever done any of this work why isn't everything perfect for and you know it's like and and even people i think when we reflect on our own lives and we see like, I think that that's like, it's more inspiring, I think, in some ways. Like, I'm just I'm comparing it to like, if you look at um, Instagram, or whatever social media platform you you look at, it's like, that's that uh, model that is so uh, uninspiring and painful for people generally is like, we look at these like oh, it's like oh look at that person doing this like amazing thing or like oh they're super beautiful and i'm not as beautiful or like they're on this amazing vacation or they're super wealthy or they have all of this or they have all of that and and it's like all you get to see is this like one snapshot of this hypothetical perfection um and again it's like that idea of like that's the the goal is like to get to that place and then if i'm in that place it's like everything's gonna feel good and it's like and then you know or if i practice this spiritual practice i'll get to bliss or i'll get to you know perfect this or whatever it's yeah. like it, it's more realistic i think it's because it's more resonant with people's actual experience is that like no you're gonna be evolving and having challenges and figuring things out and like integrating novelty and integrating new understanding and uh greater degrees of like complexity or whatever like maybe forever <laughs> it's like it's that's been your life from day one up to this point so to paint a picture of like everything being other than that at some point in the future like because you learned some magical words or some thing that's like that's the thing that people make fun of yeah because sure. it's so it's so incongruent with reality right <laughs> so so if you can say like no 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 put that aside that's bullshit <laughs> like that's not how things are <laughs> so right it's like that's a relief you know to me that's like a relief it's like oh good okay well basically like the different kinds of shit that i might find myself in doesn't mean that like i suck at life and i don't suck as like a spiritual individual or aspect of the one i'm not like a crappy aspect of the one because <laughs> i haven't found eternal bliss and made everything perfect yet it's like no i'm like i'm like every single other humanoid aspect of the one trying to evolve and integrate like new yeah. challenge new things you know and be be you know uh be more capable to increase my capacity all the time 
but that's not like a fucking walk in the park. No, it's not. Unfortunately, I mean, nobody nobody came to this world with a guaranteed perfect life. You know, it's gonna be so much easier, dude. If it was like, what? <laughs> Come on. Then you'd be fucking bored. Okay, it's like then you'd be bored out of your gourd. You know, it's like I like, and everybody goes, well, you know, could I be bored for a year? <laughs> yeah, get a, just to get a break i'll take that chance i'll take that go you know it's like you'd be bored if you knew exactly everything that was going to happen to you and you know you could just i mean that's sort of that realm of you know if there is a heaven that that's kind of it you're never hungry you're never tired you're never you know uh satiated you know it's it's just look it just that's not here right it's like this is a hard place to maneuver through because there is that physical aspect right that's very dense material including our physical bodies right and so it's 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 a hard leap for us to you know to kind of we're in that transition stage where what was speculation before is now at least in some part being proven out, right? That everything is now that we have the technology to see molecular structure and, you know, electron clouds and, you know, that everything is moving. It's either a particle or a wave, right? It's like at, at its base, it's a wave of energy, right? And that there is nothing that isn't moving. And so that's, that's a very, you know, abstract idea for most people. And we, we kind of, at this point, we sort of take that as, you know, this is what it is and that's all it is. So, but it's a long way from that intellectual understanding to a practical application of that, right? I mean, Changing the waveforms to get different particles changing the energy to knowing that you know what energy. is it i mean that's why the best hypothesis out there that that you know is expressed is that you know consciousness is the thing that changes waves into particles you know it's like and just and through observation it's just that how are you observing it you know can you and can you express that in a way that's consistent you know not just haphazard we're doing it all the time. It's just a matter of, you know, can we, can we take that agency and do it the way that we want? Right. The way that would be harmonious for us. For us, the way that I would like to experience this world right now. It doesn't negate what I've already experienced. It doesn't take all that shit away or the good stuff away or any of that. It's literally just like here, this is, I'm acknowledging that I've done that. Can I understand and apply myself? You know, can I understand how that works energetically, apply myself in that way, um, both energetically, physically, everything aligning, right? To produce an environment that I want to experience right now, you know? Okay. You know, that's, that's, that's the goal, you know? And if I can do that consistently, and make it better, um, you know, what does that set me up for next? You know, that's Maybe the something thing. pretty cool. I would assume something <laughs> pretty cool, you know, so, you know, something like, worth doing it for something worth doing it for. That's right. It's just that we don't, 
we can't even comprehend what that might be, you know? So it's, um, but you know, you got to have the chops to do it. Right. So why not? Because it makes this a little bit more, I hate to use the word fun, but it does. It's a joyful yeah. effort, right? There's the that's joyful where that effort. comes from. Yes. It's like, okay, there's something to look. I'm on to. the monopoly board. How am I going to get through? How am I going to get my $200 past go? You know, how am I going to, you know, you know, do this, that, and the other thing. How am I going to stay in the game in a good way? I don't mind going to this timeout period or this or that, or having to pay somebody a little bit extra, but you know, can I make it around skillfully each time so that I have to do that less and less? And I, I produce the experience that I want. I understand the rules so intimately that I can not just do short-term decisions, but I can look at the long game and say, how do I win at the end? Hmm. You know, what sacrifices do I make now to produce an end result that I want in the future? Hmm. That's, that's, that's what it is. You know, it's like, that's, it's not chance. There is no such thing as luck. There is none of that. It's literally just the conscious or unconscious application of these principles. They're happening all the time. Your job is, you know, if you choose is to understand that and use it to your favor. And hopefully, you know, if you're a decent human to the favor of everyone else, but, you know, no judgment if you want to be you know, how far, you know, it's like, you know, how far would that go? You know, how far would you be happy if you acquired everything that you wanted and you were just completely alone? You know, it would probably be less satisfying to most people if that were the case. You know, you don't see Will Smith and I Am Legend skipping through owning all of New York City. I can go anywhere. I can get anything. I can do whatever I want. I could, you know, I could walk around here naked if I wanted to. You know, it's like, you know, nobody's happy about that shit, right? It's like, you want to share it. We're pack animals. We want to share with our community. It makes it better, right? It makes it better. We get more enjoyment by doing that. And so, um, yeah. So it's like, but start with yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Start with yourself. You need to prove it out on something. Better to prove it out on yourself first to really get an idea of how this stuff works and then, you know, go from there. Love it. Cool. All right, man. I'm off to work. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. No problem. I'll, uh, I'll check in with you soon. Sounds good. We'll go from there. Perfect. All right, man. All right, dude. I'll see ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, you can always go to tobesilent.com for more information about our monthly membership program, which gives you access to all of our recorded programs, as well as uh, bi-monthly group coaching where we do Q&As and we integrate these practices into our life and make them work for us. Uh, and there's also many free resources on the site, 
which you can check out, including free burning meditation instructions and the 42 days program is on there as well. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions, hit us up to be silent at to be silent.com. Talk to you next time. Thanks.